Oh, look. There's another team of grave robbers. They tried to cut their way in. <laughs> That's so stupid. Huh, you stupid, poor skeletons? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. All they managed to do is to screw up the card reader. Is it another team or is it us, Dieter? Us. I mean, look at him. It's us. It could be us in another timeline. And we're caught in some infinite loop of fighting and dying. Fighting and dying, fighting and dying. And Tanaka. Puppet master. Devil, God. We, you, me. Goose and the rest of the team. Simply pawns in some perverse play where we're destined to repeat our failures. And finally, in some mind-bending ironic reveal, it all begins again. Cool. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 240. Welcome back to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where today we answer the age-old question, James. Is having sex with the undead still considered necrophilia? <laughs> I mean, is it? <laughs> In. <laughs> Fortune favors the grave. Ooh, it does. All of those questions will be answered <laughs> tonight. Once we get once we get to drinking. Cause cause dare I say, when comparing when 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 comparing all other zombies we've ever seen in other movies <clears throat> to the zombies we saw in Army of the Dead. Oh, it's getting weird already. There's a hot zombie. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa! She's a babe. She's well, she's decaying, but she's a babe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's. I. I think that it would be. I think that it would. Uh, I think that being uh, judgmental just because she's in a certain state of decay <laughs> is sort of rude. This, this is the new cancel culture, isn't it? <laughs> don't don't speak ill of the dead. Don't speak or ill the of undead. the undead. The undead. You bigot. Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, yeah, we uh, we did another new movie this week. We did. Whoa. Whoa. Who are we? New movie going guys. <laughs> We're just two new movie going guys. Two new movie going guys. Um, yeah, we did. We did another movie. So, um, spoiler alert. Whoa. Whoa. You know? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's what we do on this show. We yeah. spoil. And we really are. We're we're the we're the kind of pricks that we hate. But at least we. But we tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, we tell you first. That's like it's like dating a it's like dating a very promiscuous person, right? But that person comes up to you, promiscuous girl. Ooh, and that person comes up to you though beforehand and goes, "Listen, I might be kind of a slut. I'm just know of, that going in, right? I'm sort of a whole bag. <laughs> like just know that going in, and then if you decide to go there, still, that's on you. Yeah, yeah, you know? it is maybe, on you. Maybe you like getting a shot in the ass. It is on you, uh, pr- most likely in the form of red bumps. Oh yeah, all, all over the place. <laughs> it's, like, it's like braille that says bad decisions all over your body. Oh, 
Uh, do you read Braille? I need to tell you what this is on my dick. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is off to a fun uh, I'm start. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, what's been what's uh, what's been going on with you? Oh God, not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. It's been cold. Cold as fuck, it has dude. Been, it has been. We we went from ninety degree weather to I think today was a high of. 58 was it 90 the i think the high today was 45 no i think it was higher than that <clears throat> but regardless like what well, was we've it literally felt colder because it was raining all day yeah we've literally cut though our temperatures in half my walk over I don't here get it. tonight was interesting oh yeah well it was so it's cold and windy and it was raining all day mm-hmm. so it feels like the fall it does yeah but it also smells like fresh cut grass because people are still cutting their grass because we're technically are we in su- we're not in summer no we're not it's in spring summer. late spring. so people are still cutting so it smelled it smelled like fresh fresh cut grass but it was cold as balls but then I could also smell somebody was having a uh, fire in their fireplace so you were just like your senses were all fucked yeah, up. yeah I didn't know whether I wanted to make chili or take my shirt off so or do both. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> no, no, no. I've a had s- a lot of spitting from the pot. I've had a, tr- I've had a, I've had a shirt off chili debacle before. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Do, do tell. <laughs> no, I would rather not. I'm no, I've, I've also, I, I should know better because I've, I've definitely had my fair share of shirt off frying debacles. Ooh, bacon. Which, which don't have, do bacon with a shirt off. Yeah, but sometimes you wake up in the morning, right? You, you, you weren't got, you weren't wearing a shirt. You're like, damn it! I need some bacon in my life. Got to have bacon even before you can put a shirt on. Sometimes yeah. you're sometimes you're in the middle of coitus while cooking bacon. Right. That just that's a disaster <laughs> of a whole nother of a whole nother level. But oh, <laughs> uh, at least if the grease splashes in certain areas, it'll sort of once it cools, it's like lube. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's got to go a long way to get there though. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay baby um, you'll stop burning in a second we should have our moms listen to our show sometime oh yeah I, that might that Just might see what they think that might be an instant dismissal from the family for you, it, my very, very well for you, be. my mom would probably just agree with the thing that you said about bacon grease. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely she, true. Once she, it cools down, it just slips and slides she, all over the she place. She would come on the show and be like, "I'm Jim," or "I'm Mike," "I'm Jim," and I'm Jugs Jude. I'm Jugs. <laughs> what Jug, up, Jugs? <laughs> yes, because of my boobs. <laughs> yeah, my friends call my mom Jugs, that's, and that's just. That's just how life is for me. That's that's just normal. And she, I think she kind of likes it, honestly. <laughs> we we give her the attention your father doesn't. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> that's very true. The first time that I ever came over to your house, your parents were giving your mom was giving us the tour of the house, and she and she brought us down the hall, and she goes, "Oh, this is the jacuzzi hot tub. This is where me and James's dad have sex." I'm pretty she, sure that's exact or where we bang. This she, is uh, where we bang. She uh <laughs> it was weird because she referred to their bed as their workbench. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no, she was not the one who said this is where they did the, you she say didn't it? I did think you, I think I said it. But she agreed with it. She didn't deny it. Yeah, she didn't yeah. deny it. Yeah. Oh, your mother's a saint. We have a special relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that you can find on xvideos.com. Yeah. They may, there's a whole bunch of documentaries online about about it. Jesus, gross. Uh, anyway, though, uh, yeah. Outside of it being cold and me no likey, uh, mm. that's that's pretty much it. Honestly, yeah, me I, no I, got, I got no, um, I got no real uh, 
I got a new Proto Men record. That's fun. The cover up. Cover up. If you don't know about Proto Men, um, you're fucking up. You are. You're you're going. You're not, you're, you're, you're not covering up. You're fucking up. Yeah, you're fucking up. You've nice because right? it's called the cover up. Look right? at that. <laughs> yeah, the Proto Men. Uh, if you don't know, look them up on Spotify. They're amazing. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely amazing. Uh, rock opera records. Not about Mega Man. Not the Megas though. Don't listen to the Megas. Yeah, the Megas suck. Mega suck. That's it. I gotta find a timeline and see. I imagine they came after the Proto Men, right? And they're just completely ripping. Like, it's one thing if you have a band that's crafted around the idea, because essentially the Proto Men, the story behind the Proto Men is their albums are all concept albums, loosely based around the story of Mega, Mega Man, Man. Yeah, Mega Man yeah. and, and uh, Thomas they, they Thomas Thomas um, Thomas Light Thomas Light and Doctor Wiley, um, and then there's this other band called the Megas, whose thing is the same exact yeah, thing. They They're based around Mega well, Man. And it's like, at least pick a different video well, the, game if you're going to jack the idea of being based around a video The Megas game. do other games. They do like Castlevania, I think, oh, do too, they? and stuff like that, but none of them are really that good. But the, no, the <clears> Proto <throat> Men, they take it and make it their own, and they're incredibly mm. gifted musicians, so it's, like, it's awesome. And they put out this record called The Cover-Up, which is, if you can wrap your head around this, it is the soundtrack to a film that existed. That ex- it's a soundtrack to a film that exists in the world in the of, universe of yeah in the universe of their other records. But the movie itself doesn't exist. Was, yeah, it's a soundtrack to a movie that doesn't. It's a exist. soundtrack to a fake movie. But if you listen to it cover to cover, it ta- every single song is geared to take you through. The, emo- the the roller coaster of emotions of the movie. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's so well done and they're so they're so good that like every like the songs they sound like legit. Oh yeah, and it's just they it's also, just amazing. They also have a live perform a live album where they performed Queen songs. Uh, and it's, it's okay. Okay, this is blasphemous, but at times. Dare I say better than Queen ever performed in life? Don't say that. No, That's no, dumb. it's true. No, 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 it's true. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to agree with that because that <laughs> is blasphemy. But um, yeah, their live Queen album is incredible. Yeah. I've never exactly like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's if amazing. If you didn't know that, that wasn't them and you were just listening to it, you would think that it was live Queen. Yeah, and it's like, why is Adam Lambert in Queen? <laughs> Or is it Adam um, Lambert? It's Adam Lambert. Yeah, well, Adam Lambert is in Queen, I think, because he has that "fuck you" American Idol money oh. and and uh, promotion and whatnot. Did that, he? That's what I think. Did he win American Idol? No, I think he came second. That's the place to be. It is. No, no, no. He won, didn't he? I thought I didn't. He uh, no, David somebody. No, or some. David. There's David Cook. That was a different, David Cook. That was a completely different season, though. It was. I didn't watch it, but I know that was earlier. Dude, have you seen American Idol since it came back on the air? No. It is terrible. It was always terrible. Well, they had good. <laughs> they had good. They used to have good singers on the show, though. Mm-hmm. Like the singers now are because all all of the actual good singers are invited on The Voice. So like that's where all the talent is. Sure. So they're just like scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and get people on American Idol, and it's like listening to not even good karaoke. It's like it's like the people. Oh, it's ha- JSP karaoke. Like the people have been drinking for a few hours karaoke. 
every once in a while there's like i, I don't watch it regularly because mm. i can't because i can't i, I can't stand you can't take it <laughs> i can't take it it's just it's like embarrassing you know how you watch something and you feel embarrassed sure for them and sure. it makes you cringy it's that some people say that about tv shows like uh, like the office which i love some people say that about my own music. Some people say that about your music or just like being in a room with you. But for me, it's American Idol. Just can't do it. It's no, awful. it's, it's yeah, from what I hear, it's bad. I've not watched it, but I've, I have heard that before. <clears throat> Apparently, we're talking about music now. Apparently, this is no longer a, a film podcast. Uh, I mean, we can talk about Mad Max if you want. Oh, we could. Yeah, we're watching uh, Fury Road, the black and chrome edition. Today. Oh, it's so cool. Right? It's, a, it's just a different... Uh, we, we, I put it on. James is like, I don't remember this movie being black and white in the beginning. I'm like, cause it wasn't fool. Um, but no, it's just a it's just a different uh, viewing experience. They did it for um, what's the other movie that I have? There's a black and white version. Uh, Logan. Logan did a black oh, and white really? version as well. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, yet. it's so good. I know. Dude, I've, it's I've so heard. Good. I've heard pretty much everybody say that it's a good that it's amazing, but I haven't seen it. Yep. I think I was too. <laughs> I think I was too. Uh, Put off by Wolverine and how shitty that movie was. Uh, yeah, Wolverine sucked. Well, the Wolverine though was incredible. Oh, is there more than so? There's three. There's okay. three. Uh, there's so, there's Wolverine the origin one which sucked. Yeah, that's yeah. the terrible one. Yeah. Then there's the Wolverine that where it's it's uh, Hugh Jackman in Japan. Okay. And it's incredible. that one was good, right? So good. Okay. Yeah. And then they followed it up with uh, with Logan. Yeah, um, yeah, Wolverine, like the the origin story. It so it wanted to be a good movie, but it was like they didn't finish it. Like the visual effects and stuff were. It, yeah, it, so, it looked like they were still like his claws at one point in time. It yeah, literally looked yeah, like they yeah. were cartoons the drawn ironic, onto the. The ironic part about that is, do you remember that movie got leaked? super early yeah and they showed basically the the unfinished everything it was green screen half time there was and, placeholder stuff there was it was leaked like six months and early and you it saw crazy. it and you're like this looks pretty dope like you know like, once, I can't the, wait once until they, this is done once they fix the claws and they don't look like cartoons this yep. is gonna look really cool and then the actual product came out and the claws still looked like cartoons and i'm like what? i wonder if i wonder if because the movie got leaked the studio said well People already saw the movie. We need to cut our losses. And I don't know about that, you I think? Know. I don't know. Maybe. Because then there was that, yeah, the green screen at the end with the helicopter and uh, Professor X waiting for them all. Mm-hmm. I was like, that literally looks like something that you'd see on PBS. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, it wasn't good. It was That's so for sure. Bad. Now we're um, talking about movies again. Yeah, let's get back to the uh, let's, let's get, get back, back to, to the discussion on hand. Yeah. Uh, I asked you a question at the beginning of this. Oh, James. you did. Yeah. Oh, is um, <laughs> is is it necrophilia? If if they're undead, necrophilia is with dead things. That's true. So, so what's I got uh, a I got a confused dick here, and I need to know which way to point it, James. Oh. Well, it naturally points east. That's uh, true. No west. Even if you're no, facing, <laughs> even if you're facing north. So, uh, I would say spin in a half circle. Spin in a half circle. Okay. And you should be good. You won't be confused anymore. I don't know. I, Just straighten I, out your poles. <laughs> no, I don't. I little, little would, easier said than done. There. It would be un unnecrophilia. Unnecrophilia. If it's un- the undead. Or would it just be sex? I think it would just be sex. Is it? I think so. 
That doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> I th- I, oh, oh, if, I know. So if it, hold on, if it's two undead people it's having two sex. Two undead people having sex. It's just sex. Well, that makes, yes. But if it's, a, just, yeah. what if it's a human? That's what I'm saying. A living human. Then it's just kinky. Yeah, then it's that, just, that. then it's just something I'm super into. <laughs> There's that movie, Warm, did you see that movie, Warm Bodies? Kind of, uh, no, I didn't. kind of what that was, was like about. It was a comedy, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was kind of a feel-good movie. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, but there's like a there's a zombie dude. Oh, it was uh, one of the one of the sick kids in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the main, what's his name? The uh, Tom Hardy. No, the 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 kid, the one he was also. In, I think he was also in X Men Origins or oh, something like that. Yeah, uh, fuck, he played Beast. I can't. Think yeah, of his he's name, though. he's yeah. one of the kids who you know what what the hell are they called the ones that paint their mouths chrome when they. Are about the, to kill themselves. There's a name for them. It's, I've, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I actually forget. But they're all like chronically ill, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's why they're basically used as like as pawns. Um, yeah, it was him and uh, shoot, can't remember her name. She was in Lights Out, Babe, Total Babe. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, warm bodies though. That was like it was like a zombie falling in love with a a living chick. Burying the ex was about a zombie chick wanting to bang her uh, boyfriend. Bury. Oh yeah, yeah. Burying the ex, yeah. I was, yeah. I, I got that and Nina Forever mixed up. Yeah, um, no, she didn't want to have sex with her boyfriend. She just wanted to torment him and Nina Forever. Yeah, but like in a super hot way. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is this is where confused dick syndrome comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh huh. <laughs> CDS. Yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> I, I suffer from it sometimes. <laughs> I think if it's all in the name of fun and in cinema. You 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 can you can be turned on by whatever you want there, sure, bud. Sure, as long as it's not in practice. <laughs> people could hear you. You just winked so loud, people could hear it. <laughs> oh, anyway, speaking of crimes against nature, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. A couple things here. Uh, we didn't know what the difference between caving and spelunking were. Oh, last teach week. me. Nothing. Oh, they are the exact same thing. However, cavers, which is what professionals refer to themselves as, okay. often use the term spelunkers for amateurs. Oh, so it's kind of slang, sort of. It's a pejorative in a way. Kind of. Okay. It's like when it's like when you go snowboard. <laughs> This is a terrible term because <laughs> it could also be applied to um, certain documentaries. But when, <laughs> so if if you go snowboarding and you and and you know, if you wear a helmet, you wear it right down here, like right on, uh, like like you on know, your brow. half inch above your brow, and then sure. your goggles cover everything else. Snowboarders, I've heard, call people gapers <laughs> when they, <laughs> when they. <laughs> When they're they're like totally amateur looking, they'll have their helmet like sitting way back on their head, mm-hmm. and then their goggles right here, so that there will be a, a gap between the goggles and the helmet, and it looks really stupid. They call them gapers. <laughs> but like I said, I've I've heard the same term used in a lot of documentaries. Yeah, well, a lot of amateurs feel like they need to go and just do do that right off the bat. Yeah. So yeah, you got got to get noticed when you're talking, and that's when you're talking snowboarding and yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can do a real time uh, um, correction. Correction right oh. now. Oh, Nicholas Holt is, ah, the, is Nicholas the name Holt. of yep. the young gentleman 1, in this movie. Thousand percent. Yes. Um, so this is a correction that I couldn't actually find an answer to, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because 
just in case there's other uh, smithophiles like me that listen to the show. Other what? Uh, I brought up a line from Clerks last week. Oh, okay. The uh, When Randall says, uh, I'm going to strap on a pair of Wranglers or whatever, right? And I was for sure that was at the end of Clerks. I watched the end of Clerks. That line is not there. But I know I've heard it from somewhere, so this might be an ongoing thing. Uh, but I know the um, the move that Randall does when he's leaving, where he kind of like shimmies out or whatever. You know what I'm talking? Yeah, yeah. That's called the wrangle. The wrangle. And according to to them, like Randall wrangles out of the room. Okay. Um, but I swear that there was. Uh, so I guess it wasn't what they said in the movie, like I said. But I swear there's maybe like a deleted scene or something that's that mentions that line was in there before. Huh. So um, this might be an ongoing thing if I get a chance to rewatch it. Uh, and you looked at you looked it so. up. Yeah. Strap on a pair of Wranglers. Yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. So I don't know what I'm thinking of, but there's something. But all right. But the correction is that apparently it's not at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all. All right, James, bring us into the week at hand. Well, the week at hand. <laughs> sorry, I was I was mid uh, mid air bubble there. Mid. mid- <clears throat> So the week at hand, uh, would you say mid game? I was mid, excuse me, I was mid game. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, excuse me, kind sir. I was mid game. <laughs> You'll have to excuse me. I was mid game. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so proper. <laughs> you'll have to ex- you'll have to excuse me, my good man. When you happened upon me, I was mid game. <laughs> okay. On the weekends, I like to go play a nice game of croquet. And gape. Croquet. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so... <laughs> An afternoon of gaping. <laughs> uh, I remember there was a book when we were in, like... Uh, we were in... I, I, it must have been high school, because I knew what the term gaping, like, the connotations that it had. And there was a book, like, a passage from a book that we were reading. Mm-hmm. Was it and the it Bible? Was, <laughs> <laughs> and yea, I said unto thee, go forth and, and gape. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, going to hell. All right. Um, no, it was it, 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 like they were they were using the term as in like because uh, I think it's sort of an older term for like gawking, okay. gaping, <laughs> and everybody in the class you could just hear like every time it was said just. <laughs> Oh, what if that? Uh, what if that was backwards though? What would a gawk be in porn? A gawk. <laughs> it's it's when the gape doesn't close. <laughs> Quit gawking at me. <laughs> oh God, I love it. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got a good beer. Yeah, I need more coffee too. Yeah, um, <clears throat> oh, great coffee by the way. This is another Bones one, right? Yes, sir. So this is what's it called? Bones Army of. Army of Dark Chocolate or what? Army of Dark Chocolate. Chocolate. Guess what that's based on. Um, Yeah, it's delicious. So this week, uh, like we said, we did a new movie, Army of the Dead. And also uh, an older movie. Also a zombie movie. It's not really old, though. Uh, what 2013? 2013. Yeah. So, you know, eight years ago. I kind of picked both of these movies uh, because of of two reasons. A. They are two out of the three most expensive zombie movies ever made, mm-hmm. the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then also, they're both fairly new. They're kind of like where zombie movies have come. Right. 
Uh, I was talking to you, and, and well, I'll get more into this when we're talking about the movies, but like the zombie movies of today are very different from the zombie movies of 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, for sure. If not, and more than that. Yeah. Like, very, very different. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into all that stuff uh, when we talk about and it so, later. So uh, we, we named the episode Fortune Favors the Grave. Because not only are these two of the mo- most expensive zombie movies ever made, but also, you know, in Army of the Dead, spoiler alert, it's kind of a heist movie. A little bit. Um, so <clears throat> those are the two movies that we uh, that uh, we, we, are, we watched. Didn't actually talk about the second movie. Oh, World War Z. There you go. For our Canadian friends. <laughs> World War Z for the rest of you assholes. Yes, sir. Um, mm, that bread pit. Oh, that bread pit. Shit. This is a gigantic bottle. It is. So to go along with that... I swear to God we had this on the show we once. We have not. But I'll take your word for it. Double checked. So from uh, Bee Nectar Cider, Zombie Killer. Mm. Not sure how that fits, but <laughs> <laughs> this, is no a, idea. this is a hard cider with honey and cherry added. Dedicated to the freaks and the geeks. What started as a top secret experiment with Michigan honey, cherries, and apple cider became a viral epidemic. It won't be easy to survive, so grab your weapons and don't forget this bottle for backup. Serve cold. Zombies hate the cold. Do they? I don't I mean, think that's accurate. I feel like they would they would freeze. There's no blood keeping them warm in their bodies, right? So they would just freeze. <sighs> yeah, I feel like, at that, least. That checks out. Uh, <laughs> beware. <laughs> what? Yeah, look at the bottle. Oh, yeah. This is a 5.5%er, so yeah, that's not, not bad. It's not so bad. Honey, apple juice, cherry juice, potassium. Well, we don't need to read all that, but um, yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. The have... 2011 Mazer Cup gold medal winner. Ooh. I don't know what the Mazer Cup is, but it sounds hot. Prestigious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it sounds hot. Sounds hot. Oh, I guess I'm going to. Are you going to drink it straight out of the bottle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a cider. It's, it's a cider. Got, you ain't got part of it. Cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Ooh. That's delicious. That is sweet. That's very... It is, it is very sweet. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's also very good. It's very, um, like, big, heavy on the cherries. Yeah, this is this would be a good... Uh, it's like 90 degrees outside, and you want something refreshing when you're out in the hot sun. That, but it also... Uh, ciders always remind me of fall, which yeah, I guess that's yeah. appropriate for tonight since it fucking feels like fall. Yeah, but shit, right? Um, yeah, like because we always get Blake's ciders during the fall, like around Halloween time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And especially with this having the uh, like the apple cider in it. What well, it is a cider? Yeah, that's. <laughs> but the yeah, that's delicious. Yeah, it's a that's that's really being nectar. You didn't let us down again. What were the other ones we had? We had Necromango Con. Necromango Con and uh, oh, stoop, Stupid, stupid man, suit. man Suit. Yep. Yeah. Right on. Which did we do? We must have done Donnie Darko. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think we, we had used to. Have. I think we used it for something else. Really? What a wasted opportunity. I mean, it's, it's got, it's literally, it literally has Frank on the label. Yeah. 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 I'm going to declare it right now. If we ever do Donnie Darko, we are allowed to reuse that one. Because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was silly of us. I can't remember what we, it, it must have been, you know, like, if it was like pre- a body snatchers type thing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah. But something anyway, like that. yep. that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. 
All right, James. Uh, you know, it's been a little while, but we do have to talk about uh, a couple. Oh, no. Couple of, couple of dead guys here. Well. Well. Are they all guys? Um, no, actually. Huh. No, it's a 50-50 split this week. Uh, first up. I rest, like those odds. <laughs> rest in peace uh, to Robert Hall. Uh, Robert Hall was 48 years old. Young guy. That's too young. Uh, no cause of death was uh, was was listed because they're waiting on an autopsy. It sounds like this was a very very random, nobody saw it coming kind of death, mm-hmm. and no one really knows what happened. Um, but Robert mm-hmm. Hall was uh, a Detroit boy, Detroit native. Uh, he uh, was is mostly known for his special effects work, and his resume was massive mm. absolutely massive uh working on films like uh the island of dr moreau which is the movie that kind of was the first movie that had his name associated on the like, top billing mm-hmm. uh but that he uh, uh body snatchers night of the scarecrow Wishmaster, vacancy prom night the burrowers quarantine the crazies devil paranormal activity two three and four the collection uh, as well as a ton of TV series like Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, The X-Files, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, Angel. Guy was all over the map. Yeah, wow. Um, and then in addition to that, he also directed a couple of films, uh, and he is the creator and director of the Laid to Rest films with oh. uh, Chrome Skull. I like those. So they're he, violent uh, as hell. Yeah, he he really, I mean, they're made by an effects guy. Yeah. Usually all the movies that are directed by effects guys are great and hyper violent and everything else (laughs) um but yeah so like i said this was a lot of people in the industry took this one hard like he was well known and well liked by a lot of people yeah so uh everyone seems to be pretty broken up about it so there's a lot of really really nice write-ups about him on various news sites and all Mm. that kind of stuff uh but rest in peace robert hall uh after that uh we have rest in peace to desiree good uh desiree good uh only has five films to her name Mm -hmm. uh however uh, one of them was extremely pivotal and will live in the uh, hearts of horror fans forever. I think it's probably Gould, by the way. Gould? Yeah. I thought the L was silent. Why would you Maybe. assume the L was silent? Uh, I don't know, because sometimes they are. Um, but anyway, 76 years old, she passed away. Uh, she was famous for playing Aunt Martha in 1983's Sleepaway Camp. Truly, the, fr- truly frightening. Truly frightening. She is. Truly unforgettable. Yeah. One of the most randomly awkward characters I think in the history of horror. Not even. Not. Her, I, I don't think awkward's the right. It's um, random. Like like she like her character mm. almost doesn't make any sense. She's so weird. Well, she, it's it's like she's a caricature. Like she's so unbelievable as a human being. You know. Uh-huh. Like, just over the top, and uh, yeah, just creepy as all get out. The way she acted <laughs> did not make any sense. <laughs> like, it was just so weird. I mean, like, she was a crazy sure, person. Yeah, and I'm sure that she was uh, directed to maybe act that way. But, like, she pulled it off just magnificently, mm. and she will forever be loved for that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very small role at the beginning and end of the movie, and that's it, but... Um, but yeah, no, she was great. So uh, rest in peace, Desiree Gould. Did you say cause of death or? Uh, no, I didn't actually read. Unless oh, unless no, no, I didn't read that there was one. Oh, okay. They didn't they didn't post it at least on the uh, the couple places I looked. Mm-hmm. So okay. if there is one and you see it, you uh, feel free to correct me. But all right, let's see here. Uh, some Evil Dead news, James. 
Uh, Evil Dead Rise is the name of the new film from Raimi and Company. Um, Had some new details dropped this week. Uh, The next chapter in the saga builds off of the original trilogy rather than the 2013 reboot, which we already knew that for the most part. Sure. Um, Evil Dead Rise moves the action out of the woods into the city. The twisted tale centers on two estranged sisters portrayed by Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Uh, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Um, The other thing that was dropped this week is that uh, the Lee Cronin-directed film is going to be dropping directly on HBO Max. Oh. So that's both weird, good and weird. I don't know. It's, It's... is going to directly to streaming like that now the equivalent of direct to DVD? No, you don't think so. No, because I, I hope like, not. this would be the first. No, because uh, no, back in the back in the day, like if if something was direct to you know direct to video, yeah, it was a sign that it was shitty. Yeah, that it was shit. Yeah, that's not that's just not the case anymore. Especially I don't know, when James. you, I don't know, James, is Fortress Two reentry. <laughs> Uh, that shitty of a movie starring uh, Christopher Lambert. I don't want to see anything with Christopher Lambert's fight <laughs> face and the word reentry. <laughs> and him just going, <laughs> especially when he has to break into it. <laughs> um, no, I no that yeah that used to be a death sentence when when it, when we were younger like oh direct a video you know you would go and you would r- rent a direct a video movie just because you knew that it was going to be a shitty good time yeah uh, that's not the way things are anymore because think about how many um, streaming services are they themselves making original content yeah but it also takes away though I, I, I get what you're saying I hear what you're saying yeah but I feel like it also takes away from like these directors. You know them having their first time getting a movie in theaters and stuff. Like it, it kind of takes away from that first step into. Well, thankfully, that. thankfully with Raimi, you don't have to worry about that. I guess, he's, but he's had his he's had his trips around the block. Well, I he's think. not directing it. Oh, who did you no, say? Is... No, Lee Cronin, uh, the guy that oh, did uh, Hole in the Ground. Oh, he's directing it, and then Hole in the Ground didn't. I don't believe got a theatrical release either. No. So now he's doing a bigger movie, and he's not getting that big theatrical release. I just don't. So it just kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. But well, maybe, anyway, maybe once things are sort of up and running and normal I don't again, know, man. like maybe I don't know. Well, not not specifically this movie or anything, but like maybe things will push back toward, you know. More theatrical releases. Oh, I hope so. Uh, but in that vein, speaking of movies getting released directly to streaming platforms and continuing the trend of making theaters obsolete, the new Hellraiser reboot has found a home at Hulu. Oh, boy. You know, because nothing screams eternal damnation and pain like Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's kind of kind of exciting. Uh, exciting in that we're going to be able to watch it the day that it drops and not have to go out and see it, I suppose. Yeah. That. But uh, you know, just like those uh, those damn self checkouts at the supermarket, <laughs> you're you're killing traditional uh, ways of doing stuff. I don't know, that wasn't a good. That wasn't a good. Uh, it's also sort of an outdated reference yeah, because those say. have been around since like the nineties. That's true. <laughs> it's true. You get what I'm saying, though. I do. Yeah. Um, anyway, though, the new Hellraiser I think reboot. What you're like trying I said, to say. Uh, now this is different than the Hellraiser TV show that is also being developed over at HBO Max. But I mean, so. Hell, Hellraiser Hellraiser Judgment was straight to straight to oh, video. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Well, oh, we no, both judge, like, no, judge we both like right. Judgment. I, I was, <laughs> you're thinking of... Uh, I was thinking of uh, the last one. Uh, was it Revelations or something no, like that? Or not, uh, the one with Fat Pinhead. Yeah, it was Revelation, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but judge, we both like Judgment. No, Judgment was but great. But that was, that was straight to video, wasn't it? That's true. That's true. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's just different. It's a different game these days. True, true, true. All right, on that, uh, <laughs> on that note, James, what's new on Blue? Let me tell you, dog. Thanks, um, thanks dog. Coming soon, the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, with, uh, <laughs> coming soon to the U.S., the U.K., and Canada, with two versions, up for pre-order, is 1984's Dune. Oh, yeah. Directed by David Lynch. Arrow Video has announced that this 4K Ultra HD release will be available in standard edition, as well as a deluxe, a deluxe edition. Oh, yeah? Housed. Ooh. Ensconced. Ensconced. Nay, immortalized. Ooh. In stunning. Concrete. <laughs> steelbook packaging. I want someone to release a movie encased in concrete. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would be the most awkward purchase you'd ever buy. I want to make, we should make a movie called Encased in Concrete. And then. It just, that just sounds like a uh, saprogenic song. It does. Yeah. So we should make a movie. Make a movie. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'd watch a movie called Encased in Concrete. It sounds it's just, badass. It's just like the new Faces of Death where we <laughs> encase like people or like, animals in concrete and then throw them off the top of buildings. <laughs> God. You don't have to take it that literally. <laughs> it could <laughs> be not? more of a metaphor, but yeah, sure, we could do that too. <laughs> Get famous for like the Faces of Death crowd, you know? Perfect. Uh, both editions are loaded with special features and will hit shelves on August 31st. Um, <clears throat> the annual Halfway to Black Friday sale from Vinegar Syndrome is now live. Oh, yeah, it is. And will be running until Monday the 31st at 11.59 p.m. So, Michael, if somehow we manage to post our episode on time, which is unlikely, um, <laughs> you find people listening, do have a couple hours left to get in on the savings. Mm -hmm. Right now, prices are almost, uh, prices on everything site-wide are slashed. Some stuff is going for 50% yeah, off. Yeah, it's it, it they advertise. I don't mean to cut you off. Um but yes, I obviously you do. Well, I got this though the last time. They always say that everything store-wide is 50% off. Mm -hmm. It's not though. It's everything after a certain date of release oh. is 50% off. Okay. Well, so, I've got some of the titles that are yeah. included in the 50% off. Homegrown Horrors Volume 1, uh The Cellar, Rush Week, The Fear, Cthulhu Mansion, Fade to Black, Don't Panic, Cemetery of Terror, and Dial Code Santa Claus, mm -hmm. along with past titles including Dolly Dearest, Tammy and the T-Rex, Spookies, Unmasked Part 25, Amityville, It's About Time, Hell Comes to Frogtown, The Suckling, Ice Cream Man, Jack Frost, and Demon Wind. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, even if it's not site-wide, that's a good selection of Most movies. Most of those are all 50% because they were older releases. Right. So you're, you're good to go on those. Um, to add to that, this year's secret, lease, secret releases include Scanner Cop 1 and 2 on 4K Ultra HD, An Alien from L.A. on Blue, uh, and new to the Vinegar Syndrome Archive Collection are Champagne and Bullets and Alley Cat. It's also your last chance to become a 2021 subscriber, so jump on the Vinegar Syndrome web website and get those deals well, you still can. And if you're listening to this now and we post it at 11, you're out of luck. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll try. Last and certainly not least, Michael, if you haven't jumped on either one of the two previous Blu-ray box sets 
of Friday the 13th, including the amazing Scream Factory <clears throat> set that came out last year, which Michael has right there, proudly oh, I, displayed. Yeah, I got duped into buying the expensive one, too. Yeah, well. Because I love Scream Factory, but kind of fuck Scream Factory, because, sorry, that's not a, getting into that's it. A, that's a discussion for not a different day. Not getting into it. Well, if you didn't jump on either one of those, you're in luck, because now you have a chance to get in on a brand new eight-movie collection from Paramount, which is loaded with previously released special features. Now, I know what you're thinking, Mike. Only eight films and no new special features? Yeah. Kind of sounds like a downgrade, right? It is. Don't think about it like that. Okay, okay. Think of it as an upgrade. Paint me a picture. Think of it as an upgrade downward. Oh, a downward oh. upgrade the best part of the roller coaster <laughs> exactly. is going down right <laughs> the downward upgrade <laughs> um so just think of it like that and the idea of owning this set won't sound like total dog shit oh yeah um so august 10th put down your bourbon county stout grab a miller and your credit card and scoop up this set which does not include jason goes to hell jason x freddy vs jason or Friday 2009. Then what's the... Wait, wait, wait. What's and the, has what's no new special features. And get ready for a Blu-ray experience that will have you saying, boy, is that ever a Blu-ray release? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But you know what, though? If you're the kind of person that just likes the movies, like if you're not... First off, here's the thing. If, if you're, you're the, the kind if, of person that is just in it for the movies, A, you're not, not listening to the show. Right. Uh, B, you're probably not spending money on buying... Uh, I guess, I guess, I guess that is geared towards the kind of person that would buy that. But hold, but hold on for know. a second. Hold on for a second. I don't know what the price point is on this. Um, I imagine it's probably going to be somewhere in the fifty dollars range, right? Uh, maybe not. They, those ones go for pretty cheap usually. Well, okay. I'm going to check Amazon Listen, actually as we're tuck tuck a few extra bills away. <laughs> <laughs> and just pay what's the Scream Factory one you can get for around a hundred now, right? Which is, <sighs> which yes. is why you're mad. Sort of, yeah. Is that why? Sort of. So you can get the Scream Factory one with the f- the beautiful artwork, uh, all of the movies, everything included. Also, new special features, right? Uh, yeah. Tons of new special features. Oh, tons for a hundred bucks. Like, just just get that. I'll actually say this. And also, the artwork for this one is just like. Somebody fucking dialed it in over at Paramount, so... Yeah, I'll actually say this. If you want a good Blu-ray set of Friday the 13th and you don't want to drop... I guess it's it's only $20 cheaper at this point, but if you don't want the Screen Factory one, which I don't know why you would, the one that came out before then... Or why you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, the one that came up before then was, came encased in like a, a black tin, and it had like one of those open, those book... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was like a book that opened yeah. up, basically. And it's all Blu-ray, and it's great, or whatever. It comes with like a patch and some other stuff. It's a whole set. You can get it for 80 bucks on Amazon right now. Yeah. Cheaper if you get it on secondary. Yeah. So I'd go that route, personally, if you if you don't want to spend the 100 bucks on that. But that's just, just me. Just spend the 100 bucks. I mean, you could do that, too. Just do it. Yeah. We know you got it. We know you have it, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> some guy named Gerald out there just went, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right. Um, is that, is that it then? That's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So on to the biggest news of the week. James. Oh my! Uh, the absolute biggest news, probably uh, actually in a long time. Okay. Uh, Amazon purchased MGM this week. Really? Have you heard about this at all? No, I haven't. Amazon purchased the entirety of MGM Studios for a whopping 
$8.45 billion. Oh, actually, yes, I did hear that. Yeah. That's a weird way of saying that, too. $8.45 billion. <laughs> 8.45? Yeah. Okay, $8.45 billion. I know it's semantics, but it just that sounds is, weird the other way. That is insane. That is insane. Absolutely fucking insane. Also, my reaction to this is, sweet. Just what we need, another step closer to like three companies owning everything in the world. Yep. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence about this. On one hand, you're going to get a lot of stuff on their streaming site, which is cool because... If you have Amazon Prime, then you're going to have access to you know a lot of these back catalogs and this and that. Mm-hmm. On the the downside though is for someone like me who is a collector, they're just going to put everything on their fucking streaming site, right? And they're probably not going to. I mean, who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. But it makes me wonder if we're not going to get a lot of like Scream Factory was putting out a lot of yeah. MGM stuff. Like they were they had a working relationship with them. You know, Arrow was doing some stuff like. I don't know. There's just there's so many things like the RoboCop series, uh, Rocky, The Hobbit, The Adams Family, um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Actually, mm-hmm. this could end up being a godsend for them. In fairness, as far as actually getting the, it could be if Amazon new movie if made. Amazon decide or or show what a series whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also uh, the Silence of the Lambs, the Candyman. There's a new Candyman movie coming out. Poltergeist, Amityville, Pumpkinhead, uh, Child's Play. Like there's there's tons of of franchises that mgm owns and so i just i just really 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 hope that amazon does them right yeah and and doesn't screw anything over i don't know i I mean like they obviously they obviously made this move for a reason they're not just gonna buy it to like oh no they're shelf everything you know what i mean like they're gonna do stuff but I'm I'm just looking at it from more of like a released standpoint, you know, like, like a physical release. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's that's I just don't want to see that kind of stuff go by the wayside. And Amazon, you know, at least when they're with their movies and they're they're streaming and all that, like they kind of live and die by the clicks, not yeah. the physical stuff, you know. Yeah. So that's all. I just I just hope that doesn't uh, that doesn't happen. Also, we just don't need, like I said, two or three huge companies. You know, everything is going to be owned by either Disney or fucking Amazon. Plus. Plus, in 30 years. Plus, Jeff Beza- Bezos is a tool. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. Do I shop on Amazon like every single day? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm part of the problem. Uh, but he's a tool. Yeah. Well, there's uh, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff to read about this if you're interested on it. So just give it. Uh, just look it up. And um, yeah, the MGM boasts a film library of around four thousand titles and seventeen thousand hours of TV programming. Oh Lord. A lot of stuff. So, I don't know. Like I said, hopefully this doesn't uh, end badly, but I'm not uh, I'm not holding my breath. Put it that way. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Right on. Right on. Well, uh, I think we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get some more of that delicious coffee. The coffee? Yeah. I'm going to... James. I'm going to take a... I'm going to take a quick gape around your... <laughs> around your kitchen... See what else you got that's going a, that's on. That's fine. You can do that. Just don't maybe, gawk. Maybe a quick gawk. <laughs> and when we get back, we're going to talk about... Well, to be honest, we're probably going to talk about zombies having sex more. Yeah, yeah, so, probably. That's going to happen. Stick around. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
All right, James. Yeah, dude. Uh, let me. Uh, if you were, if you were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, right? Yes. And zombies were taking over the world, right? How comfortable would you feel knowing that Brad Pitt was on the job? I'd feel pretty, pretty good. Right? Yeah. Looking like a total snack, too. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Not a snack. The whole feast. <laughs> <laughs> He's the entire goddamn Thanksgiving table. <laughs> All right. The first, um, first movie we're talking about, obviously, here, uh, World War Z from 2013 world war oh, z oh we're talking about a movie oh yes oh oh, oh sorry 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 i thought um, i thought we were just having a conversation i mean yeah, <laughs> it fits uh so world war z has the distinction of being the most expensive zombie movie ever made uh comes in at a whopping 170 million dollars 190 190 is that up on the one you're looking it's estimated so, it's anywhere between probably 170 and 190. I've heard both figures. Kind of the same way that Army of the Dead was between... Actually, I think it was 70 and 90 itself. Mm. So, apparently, zombie movies like 7s and 9s. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Who knew? I like a good 79. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a confused, confused lover. <laughs> I think it's just there was a 70, 79. Oh, it's when your it's when your dick's broken in half, and it's just it's it looks like a seven. <laughs> it was it was it was when Dennis Rodman it was Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra tried to sixty nine after the incident. After the incident. Yeah, didn't you ever hear the story about Dennis Rodman breaking his dick? No, he was banging um, Carmen Electra and broke his dick. That was electrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's like, um, oh, I'm a rod, man. <laughs> Jesus. The uh, the number two movie, can you guess what the number two movie is? Second most expensive uh Second most expensive zombie, zombie movie? Yeah. yeah. In particular? They're considering it a zombie movie. I guess, they, I guess it's not entirely wrong, but it, uh, it's, it's a very loosely that, in my opinion. Shaun of the Dead. I don't know. No, great movie, but no. Yeah. But uh, I Am Legend. Oh. Clocked in at that's 100. a vampire movie. See, that's the thing. I don't consider them zombies either. I can see why to the untrained eye they might consider them that. <laughs> of course. But. Uh, I can yeah. see why the gapers would think so. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, But that clocked in at 150 million Jeez, for I Am Legend. Um, World War Z, though, if you've ever read about it. It uh, it was plagued with rewrites and delays and all this stuff that just made it like the and Brad Pitt being kind of a bitch just inflated though that budget like crazy. Um, kind of had the same bad luck at like Waterworld did. Waterworld. I mean, Waterworld was is was the most expensive movie for a long time because of just bad luck. You know, think shit happening on the set and and everything else. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. It sounds like we have another bad brew coming up. Because uh, gladly, yeah, 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 gladly, I would. We do can that watch one. one of my seven copies of it that I oh own. Oh my god! Uh, anyway, though, uh, synopsis here: If you've not seen World War Z, uh, former United Nations employee Jerry Lane uh, Pitt traverses the world in a race against time to stop a zombie pandemic that is toppling armies and governments and threatens to destroy humanity itself. This movie was directed by Mark Foster. Uh, who did Monsters Ball mm. with uh, Charlize? Mm -hmm. Hey, 
Charlize. Hey, Charlize. She's, she's right on the screen over here. Hey, there she is. Fury uh, Quantum of Solace, he directed. Okay. In the Bond flick. And then my personal favorite of his filmography, uh, Christopher Robin. Oh, I've never seen that. It's so Ewan good. Ewan McGregor? It's so good. Ewan McGregor? Yeah, yeah it came that? out like uh, three or four years ago, something like that. He also did uh, Finding Neverland, too, didn't yep. he? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he's got, uh, got a bit of a pedigree, not necessarily in horror, but maybe this is the time to bring up something that we touched on a little bit earlier. Zombies. Uh, zombies, yes. Yeah. Uh, in that, these two movies are not horror movies. They're just, they're just not. Well, they're horror adjacent. Yeah. And they are they are definitely movies that horror fans are going to watch, but I would not consider these horror movies. These are action movies. They're action movies through with, with thrillers with horror elements. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I guess you would say it's it's bizarre to me that zombies have gone from being a staple of horror movies, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. seventy, not even seventies, I guess, but eighties for sure. Like the eighties and the nineties, zombies movies. Zombies movies, zombie movies, uh, like they were they were through and through horror. They were scary. They were slow and shambling. They were this and that, right? And then now you get into this more modern version of zombies, and the fast moving running zombies, which are more akin now to but why is being that, action movies? Why is that any? Le- I mean, the pace at which the zombies move doesn't make it any less horror. I think it's I would argue that I would argue that if faced with zombies in real life, fast moving ones would be much more terrifying than the shambling they ones. They would be, but the way that they're presented Unless on you film, found yourself amongst a horde. But the way that they're presented on film nowadays at least, like you still have movies like Twenty Eight Days Later or um the the Train original to the Train to Basan, the original Dawn of the Dead, not the original, but the remake, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Um, you know, like they those are all horror movies still, yes, and they mm-hmm. do the they do the running zombie thing correct, but I feel like that was like the transition point. Yeah. Like you kind of saw elements of it being horror movies and then elements of it being action because <clears throat> the faster the zombies move, the more energetic and action oriented those scenes are. I th- so it made this weird transition though into. I think it has a lot to that. do with uh, the rest of the focus of the story too. Mm-hmm. You know, like. The in 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 both of these movies, the zombies are almost kind of secondary to the, much much less in in Army of the Dead because mm-hmm. uh, that that yeah. one's a little more focused on you know the fight between the humans and the zombies. But this one is World War Z is more so about uh, the humans and oh, it's a and very the, human and their, story and yeah. their occasional interaction with zombies yeah it's kind of like the walking dead the walking dead tv show from everything that i've heard the zombies are just a backdrop to the 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 interpersonal relations between the people dare i say it's a character study oh it's a mood piece (laughs) it's a mood piece (laughs) and i'm an asshole (laughs) but it is though the the zombies are used sort of as a backdrop to Mm -hmm. tell this other story right and I'm not. I'm not going to say that it doesn't work. I think World War Z, for all of the problems in the production that this movie had, I really, really like this movie. I did too. It's a fantastic. Have you had you seen it before? No, this is my first time seeing okay, it. Okay, it, it's just it's just a well made movie. Like I said, and again with all the the uh, holdups and the delays and the rewrites, they rewrote the entire third act of this movie while they were shooting. Oh, really? Yeah, there were so many things that went wrong on this. To even to, to overcome all that though, and still come out with a movie that 
uh, was Brad Pitt's highest grossing movie to that that time. Um, you know, it, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that the people making the movie, they know how to make a good movie. Um, that being said, it's, uh, yeah, it's not horror. It's, no. it's, it's like I said, it's an action thriller or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but bloody fantastic. It was good. It's not without its problems. I mean, there's some like, some like pretty obvious shit, like the biggest tell in the world mm-hmm. as to why. Like they first of all, I love the there was a character, um, a, a, a virologist, right? Yeah, young guy, <laughs> young gun. I lo- <laughs> yeah. I loved his whole arc personally. I loved, I loved him. His his speech that he gave on the on the jet. I was like, or the the plane. I guess they were on like a bomber or something. Mm-hmm. Being transported to, uh, was it North Korea or South Korea? Uh, South Korea. South Korea. You think they're going to North oh, yeah. Korea? Come on, come on. <laughs> going to South Korea, and yeah, the speech that he like, he was. This was a dude who was, uh, who respected viruses so much, but was also just like so stoked to be around them and to be studying them. And he's and he's just like he gives this impassion. I guess it wasn't really so much impassioned as it was giddy. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like Mother Nature is a serial killer, and he's he's like. He's like so happy about the fact that Mother Nature can literally just wipe us out whenever she wants. Mm-hmm. But he's like, but she leaves little, she leaves little breadcrumbs, and you gotta look, you gotta know where to look for those crumbs. And and he's giving this speech that's like, it's like, yeah, this guy's gonna be really a, a cool asset for the for the team. He had a good personality too, like someone that someone that you kind of look forward to seeing. Yeah, throughout the movie. Yeah, sort sort of pompous, like sort of a dick, but also like it, just very confident and like cool and stuff. And then they get just to like that. His <laughs> his death is like because you even you go, "Is he dead?" <laughs> or no, I said that. I go, "Did he just fucking die?" And you go, "What happened to him?" Even like, did yeah, he hit I, his I, head? He, and I go, "No, I thought he fell." Like, well, I, because I like he tripped. Because like two sec or, or like a minute before that, one of the marines goes, uh, he, "He he hands him a gun. He's like, don't put your finger on the trigger. Like you, you oh, don't want to just oh stand God, there with did. your finger on you're the right. trigger." <laughs> and then the zombies come out, come out of the shadows, like running at them. And of course, his finger moves to the trigger. He goes to run back into the to the cargo bay of the plane and he slips and he falls and his fingers on the trigger and he shoots himself in the head so quick dead like, instantly he had this great build-up for a character and, and then gone this was the guy <laughs> who was supposed to figure all this out he said enough to brad pitt's character though that brad pitt knew sort of what he was looking for mm-hmm. like he he told him you know like every every virus has sort of a a tell like yep. like what might look like the most vicious part of the virus might be its biggest weakness. Yeah. And it, it likes to hide its weaknesses as like, you know, as, as a strength. Mm-hmm. This virus in this movie has the biggest tell ever. And it takes way too long to figure it out. Like even within the first, like they go into the place in South Korea and the, and the guy's like, yeah, I was standing in the, like there's, they said he was standing in the middle of, of, of eight, uh, what'd they call them? Zeke's Zeke's Zeke's. Yeah. Something like that. Standing in, in the middle of eight Zeke's and, and they all just ignored him. And, and immediately Brad Pitt goes, uh, you're limping. What's wrong with your leg? And he goes, I don't know. It's been bothering me for a while. Mm. It's like, okay, yeah. well, well, that that may hyper like, focus already. On. Already, you're making a connection that like he none of the Zeeks wanted to get at him because his 
you don't know you don't know it's because his leg was hurting but they didn't get at him and his leg was hurting. Yeah, they they also hyper focused on a lot of people throughout the story that were getting run past by that. Right. Like they kind of like led that on. The way he describes it is I saw I saw hordes of these things running around people like uh like a river around a rock. Yeah. And they do it like five different times in the movie. And every single time they do it, it's clearly they're clearly running around somebody who is either old and 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 feeble or probably has some sort of chronic yeah, they, illness. They don't really, I, I don't know. I don't know that it was the biggest tell in the world. They didn't spell it out to you completely. They definitely gave you enough to be like, okay, well, there's clearly something going on with these characters. Um, but even with the guy that was limping, I don't know that I thought that he was sick. I just assumed that he, could bit, he got bit, is what I assumed, it, which is probably what they wanted me to assume. I didn't assume he was sick. I just thought, I just thought he wasn't able-bodied. You know, yeah, and that's kind of why they, I think the big one for me was the kid. There was a young kid when they were in Israel and he was like running down a, the ramp of like a parking garage or something. And then he just stopped and he was giving up and he crouched down and mm-hmm. they all started running around him. And he was like, I don't know, six, six foot plus or whatever, but he was also like rail thin. Like yeah. he, he obviously looked very sickly and he was bald. And I was like, well, it it looks like they're not going after him because he's sick. Sure. So, I, like when they did the big reveal, where it's like, oh, they won't. They need an able body to transfer the. <laughs> I was just like, well, yeah, duh. You didn't really, you didn't really bury the lead on that one. That yeah, much. I I get what you're saying. Like I said, it didn't. Um, it didn't. <laughs> have i think quite the negative effect on me that it did for you in terms of like noticing it right away mm-hmm. um i maybe i just wasn't looking for it and it, it's their their idea of it just kind of glossing over people worked on me i guess um i can definitely see how if you see that right off the bat though it kind of kills the momentum that you get of trying to figure it out and all that i still liked it though it that. didn't really ruin it for me okay i guess I, I still really liked it okay i like how um brad pitt who plays jerry i love how he's like literally the luckiest person in the world like the guy can do no wrong. Like he survives plane crashes. He survives zombie hordes. He survives fights, firefights. He f- survives like literally everything. Manages to keep his whole family safe the entire yeah. time, even when there's like a, a horde of zombies bearing down on them. Yeah, and then like, his and then his supposed like f- like like fucking friend Terry <clears throat> just goes and kicks him off a damn boat because they think he's dead. Oh god. Like what that a was, dick move. That was so cold. <laughs> they the they they they've they've lost contact like so essentially uh they've got an aircraft carrier out in the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. as a like a safe haven where they bring Jerry and his family. So let's 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 have this up real quick though. Yeah, Jerry yeah, yeah. was an ex um United Nations uh uh an an investigator investigator or something something like that i I don't remember his exact title but But he used to investigate certain he was high up though in in, in the un on the ground right and uh when when the shit hit the fan his old partner or somebody he used to work with or whatever uh basically offered him hey we need you on this tell us where you are we'll pick you up and bring you to a safe location Mm -hmm. and they bring him to basically like this aircraft carrier that's in this in the middle of a in the middle of the ocean and there's a whole fleet of of uh warships and stuff like that and they basically tell him though if you don't help us, because Brad Pitt's like, I'm out, I'm done, I just want to keep my family safe. And the guy's like, if you don't help us, 
your your family, you and your family will be kicked off in a matter of hours. Mm-hmm. So it's, they kind of blackmailed him a little bit into coming back to help him. Sort of, yeah. And then the second they thought that he was dead, they didn't honor that whatsoever, and they just booted his family off the fucking boat. It's just like, what the fuck? I guess sounds of the government. <laughs> I guess to their credit, they didn't just go dump him in Philly like they said they were going to. They they actually did take him to a safe haven in Nova, Nova Scotia. So uh, I guess that's... They're, they weren't complete shit heels, but I guess not. But but yeah, to kick them off. I mean, you didn't have room for a woman and three small children yeah. on your boat. Come on, yeah. come on, guys. Oh, and he picked up an orphan on the way too. Well, as I said, three small yeah, children. Yeah, because it was his good, two daughters and as as this is a good guy, Brad Pitt. As good. if he doesn't have enough to worry about with his own family, he takes in an orphan kid. He's going to take care of your kid too, because you were a dumbass and you didn't want to go with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. When he was offering to protect you from zombies. In fairness, though, in fairness, did he not see that little that little kid eyeing up his daughter? Though, maybe keep them two separated. Just oh, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I we're talking about zombie love is one thing. Maybe maybe cut it off at the at the kid stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying kid love, James. Jesus <laughs> Christ, get your head out of the gutter. You're the one who brought her I'm just, up. I'm just saying that like, you want to like comb her hair or something. That's all. Oh, because that's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what kids do. Um, yeah, I, I I like the I like the idea uh, in this movie that's it's very much like the story of him just traveling around, like picking up pieces of the puzzle and putting it together. You know, it's very yeah. it's very much like a um, uh, what's it's sort of like where in the world. <laughs> Kind of. I mean, is it's Carmen San Diego. I mean, it's it's kind of what it is though, because he goes, he starts off in South Korea, and then and then he he meets people in South Korea that say go to Israel because there was this guy there that whatever, right? So then he goes to Israel, talk and talks to people in Israel and say, and they said, well, then we heard it from this other thing. Where did they? Where did they go from Israel? It was. Well, South Israel, Korea. Israel, the walls of Israel. So in this in this movie, uh, the wall. Israel had been completely walled off. Yeah. So they were kind of a safe location. And someone heard through a transmission that the word zombie was used. And so he's putting two and two together, and the guy from South Korea is like, you should go talk to this guy, this doctor, whoever it is, because they seem to know more about what's going on. So he jumps on a plane and goes to Israel, talks to them there. The um, the, the, the fucking religious people blame them for Israel getting completely overrun with zombies. <laughs> <sighs> They're all in the streets chanting and having a good time and praising to, to God and whatnot. Well, they're they're chanting so loud over the loudspeakers that the zombies all hear it. I was gonna say, I was gonna <laughs> say, like praying. I'm I'm all for prayer. Sure, go for it. Pray all you want. Do you have to do it over a PA system? I I guess they they wanted the heavens to hear it. I suppose. But the uh, the zombies heard it, and they like American Ninja Warrior peer, like people pyramided themselves over the, uh, which was a really awesome visual. It that really was. was. It was, was like it was like watching. Uh, um, you'll sometimes see like uh, uh, um, what do you call it? You don't call them a horde of ants. What do you call them? A gaggle. A I, believe, gaggle. I believe it was a ga- an army. An, an, army, an army. Oh yeah, an army of ants. Um, they'll do that same kind of thing up a wall. Where like they essentially like just pile on each other to the point where they come to a peak at the top, and then yeah. all the other ones crawl up them. Yep. And it's it, yeah, like you said, it was a really cool visual. It's just like very I've never animalistic. Seen, yeah, and, never, like 
I've never seen zombies act that way in a movie, so mm-hmm. that was actually pretty awesome. Just completely ravenous and like they they've been ravenous in other movies, but like it was different in this one. To the yeah, like there was almost like a bit of like mania throughout it, like like psychotic. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was like the twenty eight days later zombies, but like, but like to a, an extreme degree. Yeah, I would say also, even though this movie came out way after so but i i saw this movie first train to busan Mm -hmm. those zombies acted like this too like there's that one scene in the train where they're all pushing forward with such intensity that it actually creates like a tidal wave of bodies you know yes it's the same kind of thing yeah it is and train to busan dare i say did it better train to busan was so good so fucking good um, but yeah, like, so yeah, he's, he's kind of like this globe hopping though, following the clues, going where he needs to. They eventually find out that there is a, uh, uh, in a who, um, WHO laboratory. What, what country was that in? I don't remember. Where were they going to? Was it some Scandinavian country? It was somewhere. It, it almost was. doesn't, it almost doesn't matter where it was, but they should, they show up there though. And <clears throat> this is when there's this whole ordeal in the plane where, Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt is with this Israeli uh, soldier mm-hmm. that he sort of like teamed up with or ended up with, and he ended up having to cut her hand off because she got bit. Yeah, and it worked. Like he actually cut her hand off before it spread throughout her body. Right. So he's like dealing with her. Turns out somebody on the plane was bit, and turns. And so now you have this whole zombie like turning apocalypse on a plane <laughs> at seventeen thousand feet. And what do you do when that happens? Well, of course, you blow a hole in the side of the plane with a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the smart thing to do. Well, yeah. Duh. Was there ever a question? <laughs> Was there ever a doubt? So he blows a hole in the side of the plane. And because he's Brad Pitt, survives the plane crash. You know, and, and they just so happen. They just so happen to be right down the street from the Who Laboratory. Now, he does get a piece of metal that goes straight through his body. Did it really affect him throughout the rest of the movie? For a good two days, it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was unconscious he's, for two or three days. He's got that. After uh, that, he was able to fight zombies again. But yeah, he's he's and and it never got brought up again. I love when they do that in movies where a character will get like seriously maimed, and then they just like want you to forget about it. I will say this: there was uh, the scene where because they finally get to the the WHO building. Um, which like you said, is conveniently like, you know, just, just pop around the corner from your plane crash and you'll be, you'll yeah, be yeah. at the WHO. Oh, it's down the, down the street. Just uh, down the way there. You know, um, when they're, when he, uh, goes through the skywalk to get to the, because they eventually find out like, oh, well these zombies don't go after people who are sick, like people with chronic illnesses and stuff like that. So uh, they're like, oh well, you know, in in love, uh, not level. Uh, what was the what the hell did they call the rooms? Um, one thirty nine. It was like uh, I forget. I forget what, uh, what were chamber one thirty nine sure, or something sure like we'll that. Go with that. He had to go in there, uh, and you know they ended up getting chased by zombies. He did at one point stop. After like you know like running around and killing zombies for a couple minutes, he did at one point stop and grab his side. Oh, oh, he did grab his so, side. So he was like, "Oh, that and piece then, of metal that went through my side is really starting to starting to irritate." And then, like in a video a game, bit. he found like a cupcake on the ground, ate it, and powered back up because <laughs> that was <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Energy um, level full. 
Yeah, but like this, I like I did like the ending of this movie though. I, I the idea that I know that you said the build up to him finding the 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 not the cure but the camouflage a way mm-hmm. a way to work around it. The build up to that, like you said, was kind of not half assed, but not as not done as well as they could have. They kind of led you there way earlier than they should have. Um, but the whole idea that he gets locked into this laboratory and there's a zombie outside and he's talking to these people and he has this theory that if you become sick, right, if you have, they don't want you. They basically yeah. only want you if you're pristine, right? Yeah. The fact that he has to then inject himself with, was it tuberculosis or something like that? I don't... Is that what it was? They never really said what it was. Because he was, starts taking vials out of two different glass chests and they say... They say like oh they like he can't hear them because yeah. they're they're on in, in another wing of the building and they're basically just watching him through some of the um, CCTVs CCTV cameras and they say one of them says if he injects himself with anything from the left cabinet he's gonna die immediately yeah. so they never really say what he injected into himself he just again he survives anything he picked right I know I know typhoid like they mentioned typhoid at one point in time is that what it was okay I thought it was TB but. Maybe it was typhoid they mentioned. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. But um, regardless, though, like he he injects himself with this though, and there's a really cool scene where it's like he does it, and he waits, I don't know, half an hour or so, forty five minutes for it to get through his system and all that, and then he just kind of stands up, grabs his shit, and is looking at the zombie directly through the door, and he's just like, well, I guess this is it. Hits the button, and then it's like. There's there even though you knew he was gonna survive, right? There's a couple seconds. There's a couple seconds there where you're just like, oh god, is it gonna work? Like, or is there gonna be like a big fight scene? He's gonna miraculously survive it again. Yeah. But like, you kind of like held your breath a little bit at that mm-hmm. spot, and the movie did a really good job of kind of putting you in his shoes just just for a quick second, and and it worked, and he was able to walk right past it. And, and then there's a and then there's a quick Pepsi commercial, and then and then he manages to get back to mm-hmm. the the. You didn't. Yeah, oh, the 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 Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like the weirdest. It felt like the weirdest product product placement, placement ever. Until I realized what he was doing. He was doing. He was dropping all the cans on the ground so that they would come running. Yeah, I mentioned this to you yesterday. That would be the single greatest tasting can of Pepsi you've ever had in your life. If you just figured out how to beat like the zombie apocalypse, right? And mm-hmm. you're walking past them. Oh, a Pepsi. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, far from suicidal. Still get them tendencies, bring them back stop to it, memories. Stop it, stop that it, stop it. I really miss. Stop it. Watching Mermanis, walking back into the 80s. Oh, sorry. A little Limp Bizkit for you. Um, Shoot you in the face. <laughs> um. uh, no, but like, how great would that be, though? It's like the whole world suddenly at that point just gets a little bit better. Because you you just single-handedly I'd st- figured out the cure. And then you just gotta stop for a pa- I'd still find a way to complain though. I'd be like, there's no Verners in this fucking machine. You would, you would. I would. Just put Verners in your machine. Oh, I don't have a dollar. Why? <laughs> <laughs> or it's a dollar twenty-five. I only have a single on me. <laughs> fucking thing. What if that was what if that 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 was he he couldn't distract the zombies from coming back because he was short. On change, twenty five cents. <laughs> End of the movie. <laughs> Everybody's dead because I didn't have an extra quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Um, sorry. What? No, no, no go, go ahead. No, I was go just ahead. to say the 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 who the who uh, 
scientists, I guess, whatever, whoever at the laboratory. I liked them a lot. I thought they were some of my, my favorite characters. Them as a threesome. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily in the documentaries a threesome, Whoa. but them as a threesome. Easy. Uh, you had Doctor Who. Yeah. You had uh, the girl who was there. I can't, her name escapes me, but she was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Doctor Who. So I know her from... Literally, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, yep. Um. Uh, the girl, though, was from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I liked her a lot. I can't remember her name, though. Oh, she was? Okay, yeah. You mentioned yesterday I, that you knew her from something. Yeah, that... yeah. I couldn't place her yesterday. And then the guy, uh, his name is also escaping me. Um, the main uh, the main guy there. What the fuck was his name? Um, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was Reyna on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Reyna, her yep. name is uh, Ruth Nega. Yep. Uh, um, okay, the other guy, uh, Pier Francesco Favino. Pier Francesco. Pier, ooh. That's, that's it, right? That, yeah, that, that's, ooh, that's, that's all go. one name. Yeah. Pier Francesco. Pier Francesco. What a fucking sweet name. Pier Francesco Favino. Dude, dude. Damn. How easy is it for this guy to get laid? Yeah. Hello, I am Pier Francesco. Hi. <laughs> Hello, I am Favino. Pier Francesco. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Say it again. Pier Francesco. <laughs> I am Pier Francesco. Please tell me you don't have a last name. It's Favino. Oh, oh God. He should be the new James Bond. Just everybody, every woman is is instantly pregnant. <laughs> every single one. Yeah, Francesco. Um, he's been though in a ton of stuff too, and I know I could not place him yesterday. Well, he was in World War Z. Oh, was he? You'd probably know him from Angels and Demons because you love you. Ah, uh, yes. You love you some Angels and Demons. I can almost guarantee you that's where I know him from. Yeah, almost guarantee. Yeah. Uh, what else was he in though? Uh, uh rush which i don't think you saw I never saw rush no oh he's in a lot he's in a lot of uh spanish films it looks like still so no definitely not my uh not my typical demographic oh he was christopher columbus at night of the museum that's oh, fun look at that but uh anyway that i don't it's enough about him fuck that guy um <laughs> Yeah, I like I like them though as a threesome. I thought their characters worked really well together, mm-hmm. and they were they were compelling. You know, they they wanted to do good. You can tell, but they were conflicted and the whole deal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like my whole thing was I I I don't know for sure. I'm gonna have to call my people at the the who. Okay. Uh, you'd figure that a you'd figure that a research facility who deals with um, like. Uh, like bio, like uh, like viruses and stuff like that. You'd think they'd have an armory of some kind, just oh. in, just in case. <laughs> like just in case a I don't know if like a terrorist wanted to, yeah, a terrorist group wanted to come in and try and steal some of the stuff they were working on to create some bio weapons or something like that. Just because, yeah, there probably would be. Yeah, I just and and they had nothing. They had one gun. I, I thought that it was funny. There was I was reading about the um about this scene in particular where they have an axe and a baseball bat and the the guy looks at him and goes, Well, they both have their merits. And then that's a direct pull. So Max Brooks wrote the book mm-hmm. World War Z. Yeah. Which was in in itself a sequel to the zombie survival guide. Okay. And in the zombie survival guide, they there's actually a whole thing about, well, each weapon has its merits. Mm-hmm. And so that was pulled directly from the book. Um I just thought that was kind of fun, you know, a little ode to it. The book and the movie have very little to do with each other outside of the kind of under, general, underlying general story. premise of yeah. it, yeah. Um, I have the book. I've never actually read it, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. I just, it, do you have the first one, too? I, I have World War Z. I do not have the first one, though. 
Well, you should and read the first one. I, sh- I could, but one. words and, you know, it's, it's, it's oh, tough. Oh, yeah, you don't read. Yeah, That's it's right. tough. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was also a whole other ending that they, the original ending uh, was him crashing again or something. Again? Like he dies or crashes or something that they cut out of the original ending, which, I don't know, if they're going to make a sequel to this movie, which, once again, the sequel has been in development hell. Ever since this movie came out, mm-hmm. you would think for as much money as this movie made, and as and as big of a star as Brad Pitt is, you know they'd be fast tracking a movie into production. It's been held up ever since this movie was released. Um, but I don't know. I I feel like I would have if they're if they're planning on doing a sequel, the ending that they give you is far too clean of an ending. Yeah, and a sequel will just feel tacked on at that point. You well, know? that was one of my. Kind of my gripes about it. Um, I didn't know if there was going to be a sequel or not, so I guess kind of tying it up at the end was all right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, um, without having previous knowledge of it, I I would have liked to see some kind of sequel, and not have there be like you know because they basically end it with, uh, um, um, a narration by or a voiceover. By Jerry, yeah, saying, and and that's how we figured out that we could become camouflage from the zombies, and you know we we uh, it's not over yet, it's far from over, but at least we have a leg up now. It's like okay, well, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of it, like COVID <laughs> <laughs> when those first vaccines started coming out. Like we're not out of it yet, right, but, right, right. So I, I want like it, I just wanted to. They ended it, and you're just like, well, I want to know more like what are you planning on doing from this point you know what i mean like it was they just did a lot of because they kind of did a montage during his voiceover of showing people getting the vaccine and like how they would go out and walk amongst the zombies and the zombies would ignore them and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it was just a lot of uh expose as a wrap-up with it, it just in the last like five minutes of the movie and it was I mean, this movie wasn't very long. Like they could have, no, they could two hours long. Was it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I guess it was two hours long. I don't know. I just felt like they could have stood to maybe trim a little bit off from the middle of the movie. They could have maybe take three or four of the plane crashes out, <laughs> and 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 spend a little more time like wrapping things up. You could still wrap it up in a nice little package. Just sure. like spend a little more time showing the process. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Rather than just having Brad Pitt do a voiceover <laughs> and yeah. and showing him reuniting with his family, which yeah, I was it, I was glad was, that he reunited with his family. Though. I was too, but it was it, it just it kind of abruptly ended though. It was like, oh, yeah. oh, cool, we found this. The end. Yep. I don't know. I, I I would like to see what happens after this though. I you know I think that if there's anything going to be shown for a sequel, I want to see how the how the world adapts after all this. Like, yeah. I want to see that story. Yeah. You know, in the original Night of the Living Dead, at the very end of it, where you know you have the sheriffs and the coming around, they're burning all the bodies, and it's like it's like the cleanup crew is coming, right? Yeah. I always loved the end of that movie and like showing what happens, how life goes on after this crazy thing happened, right? And I feel like that would be a fun a fun story to explore in this uh, uh, in this world. Yeah. But um, no, no. Do you have anything else to add to this? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um. Yeah, it's 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 it an was, epic. I forgot how epic the beginning of this movie was too. Yeah, it was crazy epic. Yeah, overall, I I did I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, wasn't without its problems, but 
I, just as a whole, I, I thought it was really good. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, moving on to the next film of the night, the brand new release, James Army of the Dead. That was, dr- was, that, that was, was a little dramatic. Was that epic? No, dramatic. not really. Yeah, okay. Um, so this is basically... I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't call you whispering... Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call you, you whispering epic. Army of the Dead. So this is directed by uh, Zack Snyder. James, who the fuck is Zack Snyder? I have no, I have Never, no he, idea. He directed a movie called Dawn of the Dead that I think was like a shitty remake or oh, something. Oh, that was the same Zack Snyder? Same one. He made, oh. um, he made a movie called 300, which I think is about like just 300... Like, no, that was a different da- Zack Snyder. You think so? Surely, surely. <laughs> he did do that really, really awesome Justice League and Batman v Superman movie. I didn't watch movies, it. Movies, I should say. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the. I didn't. I, I haven't actually, seen either of them, let alone the Zack Snyder yeah, cut that's like five hours long. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I I want to. I don't have the kind of time that uh, is necessary <laughs> to invest in. Uh, in a four and a half hour long movie or however long it is. You don't have that kind of time? I don't. Okay. I really don't. Okay. Not much anymore, at least. Um, uh, he so, directed Watchmen, too. Watchmen was dope. Yeah, Watchmen was dope. <laughs> Watchmen was fucking dope. Watchmen was fucking dope, bro. So, Army of the Dead, if you're living under a rock, is starring Dave Bautista, professional wrestler Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. Bautista. Which, which, which I feel like he'd probably punch me through a wall if I ever introduced him like that, because... Fairly certain he's trying to shed the whole pro wrestler thing. I don't think he gives a shit, dude. He might. He's I don't. A, he's I don't. A very sensitive man, James. <laughs> he he's not Drax in real life. <laughs> he kind of is actually. <laughs> so you have Dave uh, Dave Batista who plays Scott Ward. Um, funny, I went to high school with a Scott Ward. Was it Dave Batista? No, this guy was <laughs> rotund. Um, Ella Purnell who plays his daughter Kate. Uh, then you have uh, his team that he puts together, made up of uh, Omar Hardwick, who plays Vanderhoe. Omari Hardwick. Omari. Ooh, Omari. It's even better. Mm. Omari. It's a, it's a sweet name. <laughs> you have uh, uh, Maria Cruz, played by Ana de la Reguero. That's... Ana de la Reguero. That's <laughs> a tongue twister of a name to say. Ana... De la Reguera. It's kind of a tongue twister, though. No. Ana de la... De, I, I, I can't do it. De la Reguera. Ana de la Reguera. I, I, can't, I can't say it. No. Still got it wrong. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Matthias Schweighofer. Matthias. Matthias Matthias Schweighofer. 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 I was close. Jesus. I Christ. was close, okay? Oh, uh, right. He plays Dieter. Uh, Dieter. Di- Dieter. Jeez, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You suck. Dita Leza. Oh, Dita. Uh, yeah, plays, how did you see that? I don't know. I don't know. With the love that you have for Dita Leza. Dita Leza. May he know. rest in peace. How did you see that name and not know that it was pronounced Dita? Because the first part of the name is diet. <laughs> so so it's, I, you thought it was dieter? Dieter. <laughs> <laughs> it must be, right? Uh, Dieter is the safe cracker of the group. Um, you have Lily the Coyote. The Coyote. Uh, who, um, kind of a little thing for Lily, not gonna lie. She's a babe. Right? She'd kick my ass. There's, there's, <laughs> there's very few not babes in this movie. Right, even the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty much everybody in this movie was a right? babe. Right? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, 
uh, who else? Who else was part of the? I uh, Samantha Wynn played Chambers. Yep, yep. Also a babe. Also a babe. Um, uh, did you say Goose yet? Not yet. No. Nope. Uh, Mikey Guzman played by Ra- Raul Castillo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Marianne Peters played by Tig Nataro. Tig Nataro. Originally, that's a fake name, right? That's got to be a fake name. No, I think it's a real name. I don't know. It sounds like a Star Wars name to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gotta go meet up with Tig Nataro. It that, really is. <laughs> that role was originally played by um, Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia. Yeah. Till you know, like and he we, got all creepy and weird. So we did. Uh, we did a little incognito <clears throat> cut. You probably didn't even hear it because we're. We did because we're awesome, right? What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> what are you talking um, about? So we we rewatched some of the scenes that Tig Nataro was in. Oh yeah. To be like, well, does it? Because what happened was, is they already filmed this movie. Chris D'Elia already filmed the scenes. The movie was. I don't know if the, it was the was it the whole movie. Yeah, I thought it was like seventy percent of it or something well, like that. A ton of it was. Like okay. A ton, ton, ton of it was. And so they basically had to go back and reshoot all of his scenes with Tignataro, which which is funny. They gender swapped the, the entire character. Right. But the dialogue stays exactly the same, and it's so kind of weird because. She had to. She's definitely delivering the lines in the way that Delia would yeah. have delivered them. And once you know that, it's impossible not to see it that way. At least for me, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even, she did. She did a good job, though. Like Tig Tig Nataro's oh, yeah. usually sort of up in the air for me. Like whether I think she's funny I don't know or that not. I've seen her in anything else. Um, but I liked her in this movie. I thought she was good. What else was she in? Well, she's got her own TV show. Oh. Um. Well, that's that's impressive but also i've watched quite a bit of her stand-up too oh she's so she's a comedian she's a stand-up comedian oh, okay i did not know that um and outside like of this I, movie i had no idea who like she i was. said for me like uh, especially with her stand-up it's kind of hit or miss with me but i uh, i i generally like her i think she's okay. i think she's pretty good but i think she did a good job with this especially with like what she had to do you know like that's a tough job it is and it's interesting like she she did this entire movie She's never met any of the cast. Yeah. She you know? did a lot of it on green screen. Yeah. Because she had to to get superimposed into yeah. the scenes they already shot with uh, with, like, with a body double yeah. acting as like the other people. It's it's really it's yeah. really wild how they, they spent millions and do- millions and you know of what? dollars to I replace I still laughed Chris my Lee. ass off at almost every single one of her scenes, which means oh, that yeah. she was effective. Yeah, she did great. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think that they did it as well as they possibly could. Like I said, once you know it, it's hard to not see, but if you don't know it, it looks completely natural. Mm-hmm. So that's a big kudos well, to Zack Snyder and his crew for being able to do that. That's why I went and I was rewatching a couple of the scenes right before we started this uh, segment here because um, <clears throat> I just I had just read earlier that because I knew that they had replaced Crystalia. I just didn't know if they went back and reshot stuff mm-hmm. and just like you know reshot the scenes with her and everybody. I didn't know that they straight up like. Uh, basically, superimposed her yeah. into all of the all of the scenes and stuff. You okay there? And, okay there <laughs> yeah, <Cassie>? sorry. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the bee nectar. Um, so I wanted to go back and actually see like how seamless it was. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and really and, you, and and I think that they actually kind of lucked out with because I did you watch the making of? I did not. No. So <clears throat> Zack Snyder uh, mentions how he used. Uh, the red red monstro cameras and they have a very like tight uh depth of field Mm -hmm. and then he also was using these 
uh, it, like a couple of his favorite lenses that he uses are lenses that he bought on um, on eBay. Yeah. Which I, are, I know that he went through and bought a shit ton of old lenses yeah. to get that feel. Yeah, it's these it's these lenses, these old Japanese lenses that uh, somebody took and put them into new housings. Okay, and they have such a tight uh, depth of field. Like if you watch this movie, uh, like so many of the shots, like is, is are focused on a person like very close to the camera, and then everything beyond like a foot past that person is completely out of focus, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it kind of worked out, luckily, to his advantage when it came to... um... Is it like that lens? (laughs) What the fuck? What happened? What happened to that? A story for another time. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Mike's uh, phone camera is shattered. It completely shattered. Um, I think it worked out to his advantage, luckily, when it came to like superimposing Tignataro into all of the scenes, because if you watch a lot of her scenes... Everybody else in the shot is is out of focus. blurry. Yeah, out that's of focus. True. That's true. Like even when her and Dave Batista are standing right next to each other, whoever's talking is sort of in focus, and then they'll kind of swap back and forth. So mm-hmm. it it really kind of worked that, out nicely. That led to a whole lot of wiggle room in trying to edit her back in. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you're right. That's good. Yep. All right. Let's get to the uh, the the bad guys of the movie. Right. So yeah. first off, you have. Um, What's his name? Tanaka. Tanaka uh, is Bly, Bly Tanaka, played by Hiroyuki Sanada. Thank you for taking that over. Yep. Um, he is the guy that basically <laughs> hires Dave Batista to put together the crew to go in, and if I'm getting my story right, to go into his casino to steal money, and he's going to get fifty grand out of the deal. He's got two hundred million dollars sitting in a safe in the basement of the casino and he wants it back. So once we get into the story of this, there are glaring inconsistencies. Oh yeah. Totally. But I'm fairly certain every single one of them is intentional. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Uh, It's worth mentioning before we move on here, Yuki Sonata, who we talked about in mortal Kombat a couple weeks ago. Oh my God. Who was he? He was Hanzo Hisashi scorpion. Oh my God, bro. (laughs) Pay attention to things. Will you? Guy had a good year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, that was fucking Scorpion. Yeah. No. How did you not realize no. that immediately? The guy that plays Scorpions in his sixties. So was he. He looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. What is what is in that Japanese water he's drinking? <laughs> they, ate, I mean, they they like he's. I think he's sixty. So he's, Bullshit. Uh, hold on, let me go to his... That man is not 60-some so, years so old. So he was born in 1960, so that's... Uh, what does that make him? I, I'm, I'm not even doing the math. 2010, that would be... What's that? I'm not even doing the math. I'm looking at pictures of him. There's no fucking way this guy 60 is. 60 to 2010 would be 50 plus... Another, so he's 61 years old. Bro, yeah. this picture... Okay, okay, fine. This picture that he's using on his IMDb must be old. Oh, yeah. It has to be because yeah. there's no fucking way that he looks that good still. I mean, you just watched him in this movie though; he still looks pretty damn good. Like good he doesn't Lord. he doesn't look like a guy in his sixties, that's for sure. Good lord, I think I have a new like, like little man, man crush. crush. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway, though, and then outside of that, though, you have the two main zombies: uh, Zeus, who is uh, basically uh, uh, um, well, the patient zero of the zombies is right. the first one right uh played by richard citrone uh who is awesome 
like his movements like the this character and the character of the alpha queen are both very much movement based performances and they're both great yeah i love them both both movement based but in very different ways very different ways very different ways but uh richard uh citrone plays zeus and then the uh, alpha queen is athena uh paramble uh both did like i said a bang-up job uh they're great and uh props to athena because she's still hot as being dead i'm going to say that again hot as (laughs) hot as dead uh even hotter alive yeah oh yeah depending on what you're into she's a babe though yeah she's totally like i said uh if you're not really into everybody in this movie is a babe if you're not into dead people i suppose maybe the zombie's not going to be hot but hey if you're not into dead people why are you listening to this show right now yeah right go go (laughs) go hang out with normies (laughs) fucking weirdo Okay, so the, okay, so the story is this. We sort of we sort of touched on it, but uh, Scott Ward, Dave Batista gets hired to, like we said, break into this old casino where uh, uh, Tanaka has two hundred million dollars in a safe. Dave Batista gets to keep. I don't know why I'm saying his whole full name all the time. <laughs> Dave Batista gets to keep fifty million of it to do whatever he will with it and split, split it, it amongst, amongst his, his team however he wants. Yeah. Him and uh uh what's the second girl's name? Why can't I think of Chambers? Did you even did you even mention her earlier? You did. Huh? You did. When we were going through the cast, you Chambers, right? Uh no, Chambers was the girl who gets uh she she was the one who came in with goose. Oh fuck! Then who's the girl that? Uh, Anna de la Reguera. Ah, uh, Maria Cruz. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did miss her. No, we said her because remember you couldn't say her name. Oh, yeah. Anna de okay. la Reguera. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> this, cast, um, so, this cast is too big. Yeah. So uh, Scott Ward and his his uh, what the fuck? What is this? What are we watching? Oh, I put on a movie that. Uh, I mean, we're talking about zombies, so I put on zombie strippers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, why are we suddenly watching porn? Yeah, it's not. It's not total porn. That's just that is Jenna Jameson, but <laughs> is that? Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, look at that's that. Old, that's old Jenna and old Tig old bitties. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, he approaches. He approaches Maria Cruz, telling her, "I'll keep fifteen million. You keep fifteen million. Uh, this other this other guy, Vanderhoe." Who is played by Amari Hardwick? He'll keep fifteen million, so that's forty-five million between the three of us. And then you know, for our safe cracker, he uh-huh. gets whatever. For our, uh, we'll we'll get a couple other hired guns. They'll get whatever. We'll get. Uh, um, I love. We'll get Peters to to uh, fly the fly the helicopter. I think they offered her two million. Right. Yeah, I love the the running gag. The running gag to where every time somebody new gets brought on, it's less and less, less and less. And, less, and, less. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, another guy we didn't mention. This cast is huge. Uh, my, one of my favorite characters in the entire movie, Theo Rossi, plays Burt Cummings. He's a security guard for like the uh, the quarantine camp that he, people are he in. He's one of your favorite characters. He was I dirtbag. Fucking loved him. Uh, he was no, no. He was. He was hilarious though. Like he's such a shitty person. Like and he was played up for. Like, I don't even think he was supposed to be. Oh my play- god, he was. He wasn't even Chris- being played as like funny. Oh my god, dude! When Chris and I were watching this movie, we were cracking up at him. Like it was his. I loved his character. I thought it was. I the, thought he was hysterical. The rapist. I, <laughs> I just thought he was because he's so stupid. Like the character is so dumb. You guys are weird. He comes off as like, I don't know. I. 
He just, I just think he came off as a dick bag. He comes off as the kind of guy who is, he's a god in his own mind, but nobody else thinks he is. Yeah. And so he's playing that role. And for some reason, just seeing this guy think he's the shit while everybody else just knows he's a moron is funny to me. I don't know why. It just is. I didn't really feel like it was played that way. Oh, I did. Like, I, I oh, think yeah. that he was within that camp. He was actually a bad, bad guy. And no, then they. I don't know. I. No, I don't. I, I didn't. I never viewed. No, no. He's a bad guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's he's definitely not. <clears> like, he's an asshole and, and treats people like shit. But, like, he's he's a legend in his own mind kind of guy. And it's played up for that, I thought. I don't know. We were cracking up at no, it. I just didn't think it was that funny. I think we just watched it in a completely different way than you. That's all. Okay. Anyway, though. Um, See, I thought that. I thought that. Um, the way you're describing. Uh, Theo Rossi's character, I I looked at Martin that way, uh, wow. played by Garrett Dillahunt, the guy who was like the head of security for Bly Tanaka. That's who I thought w- had more of that kind of, like he thought he was a he thought he was a badass, and everybody just thought he was a douche. He was. I mean, he did play it that way, but I don't think I don't feel like he played it to the same extent, personally. Okay. Yeah, I think we just watched it. Yeah, I just in, in different ways. Yeah, I didn't see him um, like that. But anyway, though, I forget why I even brought Theo Rossi up. Because um, he was one of your favorite characters, oh, no, apparently. No, 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 because at the very end, they're saying, hey, you want to make... Everybody else is making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then they go to Theo, and he's like, you want to make 20 grand? He goes, oh, yeah, I want to make 20 grand. And like, like, to him, it's like the, the most oh, exorbitant yeah, that part amount was of pretty money, funny. yet it's the lowest thing on the totem pole. Like, I just, I, It was, cracked me up. Yeah. Loved it. Um, so they... So they go in. They 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 go in. The coyote takes him in. Lily. Mm-hmm. So basically, her character is set up as she's this badass, but she knows a way in, and she will often take people into because this is outside of Las Vegas. I yeah, don't even know if we mentioned that. Yeah, there's money to get. Uh, obviously, there's slot machines and 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 you know. Uh, uh, it's important to know poker tables and stuff with like just cash flush yeah, with cash everywhere. So she will take people in, go to crack a crack open a slot machine, grab the money, and then they get back out, and then that way they can leave the camp. Yeah, it's important to note that it's just Las Vegas that has the zombies. The whole rest of yeah, the world is completely normal. They've managed to wall it in with yeah. um, which how the fuck? <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. It, uh, okay. Who knows? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna <laughs> ask that. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna ask how the fuck because you know what bothered me about this movie so much is not the movie so much, but the reviews. Why? There are so many like one star reviews of this movie, especially on IMDb, and people just like this movie shit. Like Zack Snyder needs to stop making movies. There's so many plot holes. There's like it's so unrealistic. I'm like yeah. It's a movie about dead people who are still alive and they're running around eating other people. Like it's a zombie movie. Of yeah. course it's unrealistic. It's, like what it's do you, a smart what, zombie movie. I'll what give do it that you want though. from a fu- like stop stop looking for plot holes. If there's a plot hole, it's there because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, this movie <laughs> gives you a ton of loose ends intentionally too. Yeah. Though. Which which I want to get into because a lot of theories oh, yeah. about this movie. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they go into they go into <laughs> Vegas though. The the um, what's her name? The what the oh, come on, the coyote, that. the coyote, not the hunter. Yeah, yeah. Lily takes them in though, and uh, the the inside of the of Las Vegas is weird because there's a hierarchy 
amongst the zombies. Mm-hmm. This is where Zack Snyder kind of did his own thing with the zombie genre, mm-hmm. where not all of the like there's shamblers, which are the lower class citizens almost of the zombie community but then you have this other group of uh, types of zombies that they're they're smart they communicate they're which they're intelligent they're I gotta, all these different things i gotta bring something they call them the alphas alphas yeah i gotta bring something up i came over last night to watch world war z with you yes and after the movie we were talking about like how zombies are fast these days right mm-hmm. zombies are always fast and you had watched this movie the night prior to that mm-hmm. and you looked at me last night and you go when's the last time you saw a, a zombie movie with like shambler zombies well <laughs> you had literally just though, watched this movie <laughs> but i feel like even the shamblers in this movie move fast they all did look at nah. the, the whole end sequence is all zombies running through the casinos those no, are those, those are, are all alphas all, no they weren't yes they were i don't think so yeah that whole that whole horde remember when uh remember when he brought um the hell was Theo Rossi's character's name? Bert. Uh-huh. Remember when he bought brought Bert back to the Olympus? Yeah. Those were all alphas. Just in Olympus, but there wasn't hundreds of them. I don't feel I don't think there was like hundreds and hundreds of, yeah. of alphas. Oh yeah, there were. Eh. Okay. Well I mean I mean maybe yeah, those, so. But. Yeah, no. Shamblers were no. That, those were all alphas. It sounded like it sounded to me like he he would turn as many people alpha as he possibly could. Why wouldn't he want to? Because because eventually the goal was to, you know, take over the world. The only people who would turn into omegas or betas or whatever you want to call them are people who were turned by the shamblers. Which wait, could you what? only wait, wait, wait. could is Say he that again? is he the only is he the only zombie who could turn people into alphas? I don't know. I think that there's no all, answers. I think this that, movie gives you no answers. I think all of the alphas that he turned in to other alphas, if they had bit somebody, they would become they would become a shambler. I have my own theory about the alphas. Okay. My theory about the alphas, and I God, I don't want to jump around so much here, but my theory about the alphas. This is a brand new movie. Like is I, that we don't need to. Alphas like, need to be born mm. because there's that whole side story about the, the about the baby. And whatnot. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they need to steal the women. They kept those women alive <clears throat> uh, when they went in, didn't kill them. I feel like the alphas need to impregnate non-zombie women mm. so that the alphas are basically hybrids. I I would agree with that if Lily hadn't already told a story where it was actually a guy and a couple other guys who she had left behind. She told a story where the guy said, because he he had disappeared for like three days mm-hmm. inside, and she just assumed he was dead, and he ended up escaping because there it was him and two other guys in a yeah, room. That's true. And each day Zeus would come for one of them, and then he managed to escape true. while he was coming to get I guess, like, the second dude. I guess I'm trying to put meaning to the idea that they keep some people alive, <clears throat> you know? Because this is one of the things that we were talking before. The movie doesn't give you a lot of answers to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't know why Zeus keeps live specimens of humans, right? Mm. You have no idea. You don't know why the baby was, why a zombie was pregnant. Like, I guess, like, I guess if, if we're, if, if my theory is shit, then 
it's just a zombie having a baby. Like he put it in there because the first example of that happening, right? They're evolving. They're they're <laughs> able to do this kind well, of stuff. What's the thing? Zack Snyder did um, say that in an interview that he like he wanted this to be um, he wanted this to show like the next evolution in zombies, right? Sure, sure. So like the fact well, that just the idea that they're intelligent and they can plan and they there's almost like a zombie society hierarchy within within the the patriarch. Let's get into that a little <clears throat> bit. Like let's. Let's start. Let's start digging into the theories and stuff. Okay. Because at the beginning of this movie, the the very opening scene of this movie, first of all, it's a cautionary tale. Um, if you're getting roadhead, pay attention to the road. You still have to drive responsibly. Also, pay attention to the head. Also, pay attention to the head, but <laughs> drive responsibly, <laughs> especially if you're out like near Area 51 and there's a bunch of. Big ass he military out, vehicles. He went out in a good way, though. He did. Yeah, she he did. did. <laughs> <laughs> she got she got crushed between a dashboard and a set of balls. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I I can think of worse ways to go, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so this guy getting roadhead basically swerves into the end oncoming traffic and uh, basically makes an entire army convoy crash. Crash. Yeah. What's weird? To and me, they are carrying cargo, but they don't know what it is. And the two guys who are hauling the cargo are hypothesizing about what they're hauling and they just picked this haul up from area 51 right so and they're like did you notice the sky at that moment so okay you didn't notice no this. i didn't in the very very beginning when you first the the opening scene of the movie within the first 30 seconds of film you see the trucks driving down driving down the highway because yeah. you open on the on the convoy yeah there's Two spots, two white spots in the sky. And right before that scene cuts, you see both spots go oh, really? shoot off. There are two spaceships in the sky in the opening 30 seconds of this movie. They never show it again. No, I feel like I need to but see it. But there's fucking aliens or spaceships in there leaving Area 51 after these people just picked up this thing. Mm-hmm. So is the zombie plague really born of extraterrestrial origin like did the zombie did, did aliens or <clears throat> were aliens working with like the government which how how easy is it how easy would it be if the government's in on it to wall off an entire city of course right right so were they possibly i guess that happened afterwards after the zombie got loose but still um that happens after the zombie gets loose well the, the zombies the wall goes up after the zombie gets loose yeah okay you know vegas wasn't walled off oh right. the yeah but but oh dude you're right i'm watching yeah, it right yeah, now yeah holy shit yeah. so this is so that's the thing though <laughs> when i first saw it i was like oh it's just lens flare and then they both go Whoosh. yep so that's the thing like there's 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 the theory and this is definitely not my theory this has been since the movie was released but like there's the theory that that the zombies are actually of extraterrestrial origin, mm. and they were working with the government. At least this is this part's my theory. They're working with the people in Area 51, and they designed this to be a weapon. Basically, this mm -hmm. was this was like an alien weapon that mm -hmm. we were going to use somehow, somewhere. Um, you also have later on in the movie when they're in the, in the climax of the, of the movie, they're in one of the casinos and they're shooting people and this and that. One, you did notice the robot zombie. It's it happens like three or four times. So I only noticed the one at the end. So if there's more than so, well, be it. there was a there was a scene where I think it's the scene where Zeus first brings uh, Bert 
into the that pool area okay in the olympus uh-huh. and i noticed one zombie had glowing blue eyes i was like why does just that one zombie have glowing blue eyes that okay. doesn't make any sense okay. it's like why doesn't anybody else and then there's like there's uh i think i think three at least two but i think three other scenes where uh zombies get shot and when they get shot in the head the sparks the head blows back their eyes are glowing blue there's like instead of blood it's like a black okay like a black colored so, sludge and then there's and then there's yeah like obvious yeah. obvious uh, like a metal Ex, uh, well, there's ex- like sparks in one at the, the end scene at least. There's like sparks. Oh yeah, there's gets, sparks, and then shot. there's an obviously like like a T one thousand looking thing on her. Why are there? Robot or would that zombies? be T two thousand? What the hell? T T five. What are the? What's the? It's the T one thousand. No, T one thousand is a liquid. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, T is it the five hundred? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the <laughs> Terminator movies. You but, know what I'm talking about. Though. Why are there robot right. zombies? Why is are there the, fucking robots? Are the robots in there to keep an eye on what's going on? To keep tabs on them? So they're to like learn about them, right? Because the government is sent in. Sent yeah. in. And then on top of that, you have the scene that we used for the intro, talking about time travel. Because most one fucking one hundred percent definitely that's them dead in in that safe area right that is their team right they find the plans they find everything that proves that they've been there before well okay yeah let's hold on let's yeah let's <laughs> dig into that one a little more because i think that's the one i'm the most excited about because i love time, time loop storylines mm-hmm. i love them mm-hmm. um so they show up they sh- when they first show up in the uh in the bly hotel and they and and Dieter Dieter says captain he says look at this this blueprints and there's like three or four blueprints the same blueprint for the same safe that Tanaka gave to them and at this point you just assume because I think um Scott goes oh Tanaka that scumbag like he you know he's sent other teams in here before and they look at uh Martin and they say did you know about this and he's like news to me you think that he's just being a lying asshole at that point in time. I don't think he time. knows. I don't think he knows either. I think he may even be part of the time loop. But when he says it's news to me, he's being genuine because as far as he knows, as far as him and that particular portion of the timeline knows, it is actually news to him. Sure, sure. So it's interesting. It's kind of like, and I'm going to spoil another movie right now. Uh, so I don't know how to... S- warn people about this just do it uh the the title of it is uh a shape right a shape triangle why the fuck would you (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure we gave that whole thing away yeah (laughs) but some people might tune in to like yeah well what if there's a new listener who's never Wow, dumbass. Yeah, well, whatever. Why Why would I be sitting here <laughs> pantomiming if I wanted you to say it out loud? I'll bleep it out. Um, so I won't. <laughs> yeah, so Triangle, the interesting thing about that movie was it's a time loop, but it doesn't reset every single time. No. Like, the bodies of the people are always left over after each loop, right? Mm-hmm. So she gets to that point where she gets up on the top deck and there's 30 copies of herself. This movie is a lot like that, where things are left behind every time. Uh-huh. The blueprints from the safe are left behind every time. 
even if the even if the time loop is 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 restarting the bodies down in the safe yeah, room they don't disappear or anything they don't disappear obviously and maybe like there's only one set down there maybe they've only made it to the safe one time right yeah that's true and they are they're literally wearing the same clothes and at that there's a lot of people who go oh it's metaphorical like the way the way that uh vanderho is talking like he's 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 saying look at this this is us right no it's not metaphorical but it it's like it's it's like and and i don't believe that it's metaphorical i think it is literal but like it's like he's saying it and he's pointing out the similarities and they purposely put things in there that are so similar that it's like it really seals the metaphor. It's the same shirts. It's the same right. bandanas. It's the well, same it's like, everything. It's like the way he's describing it is forcing you to see those bodies as you, right? Yeah. So it's almost like you're seeing... Do you get what I'm saying? No, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. That being said, though, I don't like. I'm. I totally buy into the time loop idea. Well, the the other, yeah, I I do too. I think there's something going on. Could that have something to do with the aliens? Are the aliens causing the time loop? They're there at the mm-hmm. very beginning when it would be reset, and then they leave. And when they first get into the city, the coyote Lily, she goes, "This is what's left of the shamblers." And she says it's because they've all been sitting out in the sun for so long that they've just sort of like fallen down and died in these massive piles. But what if just like with the blueprints, just with like the dead bodies of... uh, They stack up as they're getting killed? Well, that to me didn't look like bodies that had been sitting out in the sun. That looked like bodies that were almost reduced to ash as if they had been nuked. Oh. Like what if they had? What if they have dropped that nuke more than one time? There's there's a theory. I never even thought about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Damn. There's that's a yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't. I, I never. Don't, I never thought about that. I don't know. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is like reaching. But it, it, to, I mean, to, I to mean, me, like I, I said, like all these the theories. idea of the idea of time loop is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite types of. Uh, of of plot twists in a movie, so I'm gonna buy into this one wholeheartedly. Yeah, I feel like all of these are a bit of a reach until we know what's happening. On the bright side, we're getting two prequels and probably a sequel out of it. So dig. But uh yeah, there was there was something else that that they was in the movie too that I thought was really weird. Oh, um Tanaka's character doesn't make any goddamn sense. If it's his casino, mm-hmm. he should know the combination to the safe. Why does he need someone to break into it? That doesn't make any sense. It's mm-hmm. his casino. Mm-hmm. He should have that information. You don't need someone to break into your casino. Plus, it comes out he doesn't even want the money. He just wants the head of, of a zombie because he can sell that to another country, which makes me believe that the zombies were being like bred in conjunction with the aliens to be a weapon. Mm. Makes, I de- yeah, I definitely like, think the idea of them being turned into so, weapons is... I think them being sent in though was part was was them being manipulated by some other agenda, even going into the city to begin with. Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense. Because if all he wanted was the head of a zombie, you could go in and get that pretty easily. That's um, that's the thing. Yeah, like so none of it really makes sense. Like you didn't need you didn't need the oh sorry I'm gonna go back to the time loop thing one more okay. time. He mentions that there's a 
uh, a helicopter and an escape helicopter sitting on top of the the. Oh my God! Yes, I, I know where you're going with this. The helicopter's all busted. Like it's been used before. Or like it's, like been, it's been sitting. Yeah, like used. Or no one's sitting there. there. It's been sitting there for how many, for how long? Well, so I guess. To my understanding, it seems like six years, right? Mm-hmm. But even a vehicle sitting, I guess it'd be in the hot sun of the Las Vegas, yep. like the Las Vegas sun, I guess it would. It would be pretty but shitty, it, it, yeah. But, it, but to me, it seems like, to me, it seems like more, more run down than, than just sitting in the sun for six years. Like, I don't know. Like I, don't, a, I don't know. Six years in the blazing hot sun, not being run, not being yeah. anything. I don't know. It might be in that same shape. In yeah, fairness, you might be right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think you're onto something with all that, though. I really do. And I like the idea of this, this like time loop. And I like the idea they don't fucking explain anything. Yeah, they literally just purposely put frayed ends out there and don't even mention them. Like, yeah, because uh, that's the thing is like we picked up on the time loop stuff. I well, still, it, I still there's have no, no way you I couldn't st- have because they spell it out. Well, for sure, you. yeah. Well. They they pretty much spell it out for you. But like I said, you could you could look at it as purely metaphorical. What he's saying, you could look at it as purely metaphorical. Unless you're watching the screen, looking at those characters. The small being, details and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um That being said, there's still no explanation no, for it. Like no. why are <laughs> and there's so Snyder, much going on. Why are there why are there intelligent zombies? Why are there alien crafts that are jetting away in the sky why are there zombie babies why are there zombie babies why are there robot zombies why are like it's so much going what on all at one loop, time what if the time loop has to do with the actual terminator and the and the robot zombies are actual terminators and john connor is a descendant <laughs> of dave bautista's and he's sending them back in time if you re if you <laughs> l- hear me out if you rearrange the letters in Scott Ward, yeah, it spells John Connor. Oh my God, <laughs> you, you you cracked the code. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's, I also think the idea that that Batista's character starts off the story flipping burgers after winning like a Medal of Honor and being this big time guy, like that seems weird to me too. Almost like he woke up one day and had nothing, like 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 something reset, mm-hmm. and he had nothing, so he's flipping burgers, like. That that could be a bit of a reach, but it seems weird to me. I mean, that's not I, that that could almost be because zombie movies, especially, uh, you know, Zack Snyder remaking Dawn of the Dead, uh-huh. Dawn of the Dead originally being a Romero movie, Romero always wanting to his movies were more about the social commentary than they were about the zombies, right? Uh-huh. That could kind of, if I'm sort of like applying that that way of thinking to Batista's character, you could kind of, it could be like a a commentary on basically like how we treat our heroes in America because him and he was talking to Maria Cruz about look at all the lives we saved Mm -hmm. during the, you know, during the, the first insurgence of these zombies. Like, look at all the lives we saved. Like, look at what we did. And now I'm flipping burgers, you know? It's kind of like, you do it's it's a commentary on kind of how we treat our military right like they they go and they like put their lives on the line save lives you know act heroically and then when when they get back home we treat them like shit yeah you know yeah 
could be, be something like that. It could be. I, that might be a bit, <laughs> bit of a reach, but I see what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> it's possible. I just don't feel like Zack Snyder. You, you think <laughs> that it's a you think that it's a bit of a reach because we're talking about time loops and stuff. I feel but like I just, it's not a bit of a reach because it's the more logical answer. I just don't feel like it's that kind of movie. I don't either necessarily, but it is the more logical answer. It is. I, I suppose you're right. <laughs> With all the other like loose ends we were talking about, though, Zack Snyder strikes me as not the kind of director that just puts things in without knowing what they mean. Yeah. So, <coughs> sorry, COVID. Um, before, like, like I, I just feel like like before he puts anything in a movie, he knows exactly what it means, where it's going, how it fits in the story, mm-hmm. even if it's never explained. I feel like in his head, he knows it. Mm-hmm. Which so and 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 because I feel that way, it makes me excited knowing that all the stuff that we noticed, there's a, there's an answer somewhere. Right. We don't know what it is. Right. But there's an answer somewhere. Like I'd mentioned, we're getting a prequel uh, movie based on Dieter. It's Dieter's. It's like a it's like a comedy though. It's weird. It's a completely different genre. Dieter was my, pro- I think he was my favorite character. Oh, he was honestly. great. I yeah, liked him great. so much. He, I'm sorry. Did he not bear a striking resemblance to uh, 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 what's his name? The guy that died from uh, he was in burying the X in Star Wars or Star Trek. Uh, uh, Anton Yelkin. Yes. No. Yes, he did. No, I didn't think oh, so. Oh yeah, especially him as uh, uh, his role in Star Trek. I can't think of his name in Star Trek now. Um, uh, no. Yeah, he did. No. Yeah, he did. Anyway, um, <laughs> he did. Not That's at besides all, the dude. point. Um, no, uh, 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 the the movie is basically his story and what he was doing before they got to him in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's an animated se- uh, prequel series that has a lot of the main people coming back reprising their roles. Mm. And it's about like the or- origin stories of everything. So hopefully we'll get some answers and things will start fitting into place more. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I don't. I, I like this movie a lot. It I was stupid fun. It's yeah, just stupid popcorn action fun yeah that's done that's it well but also it did it made you think a little bit my first like when i when i first finished it i was like oh well that was just a really fun action zombie movie Uh and then i started to like read things and and people are going like oh with the time loop thing and i go oh yeah I i just thought that was sort of like he was just saying it right but then, oh, but there was the locket around the neck. Like, maybe that was a thing. And then uh, it, and then I started to look deeper into it. I was like, it's not just a stupid popcorn movie. I think that's what people are missing about it. Like, if you go through and you, <laughs> if you, first of all, it's only got a 5.9 on, on IMDb, which, you know, I don't really Shocker. follow. I don't follow that shit too often. Neither do I. But I did. I did read some of the. I. I honestly think that people just hate Zack Snyder uh-huh. for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, no, they do one thousand percent. Why? Uh, because he's made movies they don't like. I don't know. Why does anybody hate anybody on the internet? But that's that's. <laughs> it's, it's is it whole, is it is it like is it are they are they like Romero? Uh, no, it's because it's because he made who, Sucker Punch, which people didn't like. It's because he made two DC movies that people didn't necessarily care for. It, it 
because people are stupid, James. There's no rhyme or reason to that's, it. Okay, that's dumb. Because there's just like if you if you go and read the reviews on on IMDb for this, like the first hundred are all one out of ten. Yeah, it's it's like don't waste your time. This is bullshit. This is that. And I'm just it's like the mobs coming out. I'm like if you can't watch this movie and have fun watching it, then your life is probably miserable. Because yeah. this was an all out just like super fun movie. It really was. And um, and Batista as a leading man fucking works. He's great. And this kind of movie yeah. absolutely works. Yeah, he's great. And the acting wasn't bad in this movie. No. A lot of complaints about the acting. I thought it was all really great. Um, I thought it was exactly on par like with it was the kind a, of movie it, it was. was. A, it was a great mix of comedy and action, uh-huh. and a little bit of horror. Uh-huh. Um, just just overall, yeah, like a super fun movie. Like if you if you can't watch this movie and have fun, then something's wrong with you. <laughs> no, I, I, I completely agree with you. It, it, it I very much thought that this felt like a... Um, a James Gunn movie, like I could so totally see James Gunn making this movie. If I, it felt like uh, it, it was honestly like like this and the new Suicide Squad could be sister movies. See, to me, it was more. I was watching this, and I, I knew it wasn't you know like I knew it was a Zack Snyder movie, not sure. a James Gunn movie. But I was, I was watching this, and I was like, this could be, this could, and it's not just because Batista's in it. <laughs> but I was like, this could, this is basically. Um, guardians guardians but with zombies and a heist i could see i could see part of that yeah and i guess even guardians was a heist movie wasn't there's it there's elements there's definitely heist elements in yeah. It, yeah so they're they're thieves they're, they're right that's what they do like that's what this movie was it was it was it was guardians with zombies and uh yeah and batista yeah, it, in the lead <laughs> it definitely it definitely felt that way and yeah like i said i i feel like the like Zack Snyder and James Gunn, I kind of feel just kind of go hand in hand sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was brought this up before. I didn't. I never realized for some strange reason. I don't know how I didn't know this. James Gunn wrote the Dawn of the Dead sequel or uh, a remake, remake yeah. that uh, that Zack Snyder directed. Mm-hmm. So they have they've crossed paths before. And after Zack Snyder wrote this. James Gunn was actually up to direct it for a little bit before he backed out of it. Yeah, because so, like, they have. You told they, me earlier they're Zack flirting Snyder, with each other a lot. Zack Snyder wrote this when, like, 2013? No, 2009. 2009. 2009. He wrote yeah, it. Yeah. Wow. It's been trying to get made that long. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty nuts. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's. It's all uh, I got. I don't think there's too much more. It was nope. just a fun movie. It's on Netflix. You all have Netflix. You know you do. Everybody has Netflix. If you don't, just call me. I'll give you my, I'll give you my lock in. Oh well, his uh, number is five eight six. Yeah. So watch it on uh, watch it on Netflix. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Really good time. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you uh, buy into any of the theories, or uh, you think it's all bullshit. I will say this: I miss the uh, I miss the UFOs in the beginning of the movie. There is no doubt that, that changes everything. There is no doubt, and it was there intentionally. Yeah, like big that, time. That, that, that was a VFX shot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they paid yeah. money to have that in there. Yes, there is so, definitely something going on in this is, movie with aliens. Yes. So uh, that's it. I actually want to go back and rewatch it. There's got to be more Easter eggs, Maybe. like little little hints of stuff hidden throughout this movie. I want to go kind of pick this one apart. So, and it was good enough and fun enough to where I don't Absolutely. mind watching it two or three more times if I have to. So, Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this week, Michael. Yes, sir. Uh, people, 
If you want to find us before next week, which I don't know if we know what we're doing next week. Mm, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. If you want to find us before then, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We are on all major streaming podcast sites. So wherever you digest your podcast, you can digest us. Yeah. That sounds sexy. I mean, crap us out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, if uh, you are in the position to leave a rating, comment, star rating, whatever, please do. Helps us out a ton. And uh, yeah. Preferably that position face down. Yes, up. Face preferably. Preferably. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. Leave us a rating and uh, tell your friends, tell your grandma. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for all. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, until next week. Yes, sir. Michael. James. Have a good evening. I will. Have a good and sleep. Have a good Memorial Day. Hey, have a good Memorial Day, this friend. Is, uh, this this will be posting on Memorial Day. So hopefully everybody had a good one. And uh, get out there and barbecue and, uh, yeah. you know. Baba. Baba Q. Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.